Ten episodes to get that one lined up. <laughs> you hit Jesus. it. Jesus. You hit it. Wow. Wow. More than ten episodes. We're only, we're only ten albums deep, and we got more episodes than albums. So that's uh, like twelve episodes. About a dozen. Baker's dozen. Yeah. Painter, good. Painter's dozen. More to come. Yeah. yeah we're not, uh, although, somberly, this is the last. Hold I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm, Here we excited. are. You're excited. Here we are. Uh, to my left is the El Pagano joining us. What's up? Dropping wisdom. Wisdom like sacred knowledge, like sacred geometry, like MC Sacred G over here to my right. How you right. doing? And it is I, the thick white dude. <laughs> it conjures images, man, and it's not with I'm not With two C's, with by the way. Did I ever mention that? Yeah, why are you starting yeah. to spell that? Because with two th- C's? Because you want to... See more mm-hmm. hits on your IG page. <laughs> See more butts. That's a my other keyword. That that actually was somebody I think in the industry. Anyway, <laughs> Which industry? <laughs> whatever, dude. But here we are. <clears throat> Jesus, here we are. <laughs> Balance the last Sammy Hagar. I'm not the last Sammy Hagar recording that we'll get. The last album. But this is the last That's album to get album. to make with. Sammy, the Van Halen 2.0 has reached its crescendo. You know, I think you listening to uh, these interviews, you can hear it. You hear <laughs> the friction a little bit because there's little. They they got good stage presence, good stage faces, and stuff like they're that. They're professionals. They're professionals, so they're professionally also taking little shots here and there, or maybe it's just the, the equivalent of a steam kettle that is just. <laughs> Exactly. Just kind of letting off. It comes out in little weird places. Yeah, and I think a band with that kind of humor is also going to have that kind of approach to oh, yeah. letting out that steam, and and you sense it on this. And, and I, you know, we could talk about this album balance and its titles, its imagery, <laughs> the it's, the whole you thing. know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What's going on with this thing? Yeah, I didn't realize how much they were butting heads when they were recording this album and going Start on tour. Of it. Yeah, they'd been one happy um, family up to this point. Yeah. Because he, well, after he li- he leaves after this album, pretty much, or that's another dispute whether he we'll get to the, the Twister soundtrack. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how much. Yeah, what you you guys wanted to talk about the all the we might as well uh, all the poop. Right, yeah, well, I I think I think we got to sprinkle that in as much as these songs because there's so many dimensions where there's that friction. You know, we're talking about this Twister soundtrack where we might hear it on some of these tracks, what artistic inputs happening with some of these tracks, what isn't getting contributed or whatnot. There's there's I, that's, it's, it feels like it's woven into the tapestry, the, the turmoil from what we came off of with the last album to this one. It feels like it's woven into it, and uh, how could it not be if these are written, <laughs> you know, for this album? There's mm-hmm. also a little bit of death that happens with their manager. Ed Leffler yeah. passes away between albums here. There's a lot. Of, I think the forces are aligning against the the mighty Van Halen on this one. And then they, and then they got a new manager. It was uh, Alex's brother-in-law. Is that right? <laughs> it's always yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't think like 
Sammy and him were seeing eye to eye and stuff. Like it was just building on top. It was compounding. And I'm just one of the blurry guys in the back. That's right. I think I got a clip here speaking exactly to what you're uh, you're saying, Chris. Yeah, fucking bring it. Let me drop it. Respect each other enough to to where if let's put it this way: if three out of four think a certain way, then odd man out. The odd best man. I can do is go to Mike and, and not... pay him off or like really you know, try to get Mike. And <laughs> no. then you got a battle. And then the second I leave the room, the brothers get Mike and convince what him the other way. Had... And then I come no, back in the room me more. and it's three against they one, and I more. never get my way in this band, and I'm well, sick of then... it. Now, yeah. <laughs> in that whole thing, they talked. Mike, you've seen this one, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But with it, they're so good at joking around that they can hit all, they can leapfrog all these topics. Mm-hmm. But if you just really did a transcript there, Mike was talking about payments, <laughs> and fucking Sammy's talking about not being able c- to contribute because yeah, yeah, yeah. the two brothers will always just take their sides. Mm-hmm. And that, that that was all jovial and fun, and that was the screenplay for what's all going on. on. Yeah. Oh yeah. I grew up in a Dutch Irish family. I, I, I speak this fluently. Come on, yeah. yeah. Huh? There's truth in jest, as they say. Yes. Um, that's that's setting up the making of the. the there you go. Talking about the thesis statement for this whole right. record, like it's kind of all there. And I had another clip too that uh, we might get to, where Sammy's basically saying, "Yes, this album is like the the." They keep saying over and over, it's not a concept record. Uh, but he says at the same time that everything that happened to them between 91 and 94 and they record this, it's all represented on this album. Right. It's all there. Yeah. So it, it's fun to take a little op- journey through. Yeah. <laughs> fun to open it up with some kind of, uh, you know, little uh, religious <laughs> fate kind of uh hearkening yeah were you gonna kick into that or did you were you gonna play something else into the album yeah we can um yeah i do have a clip where he talks about that um the first the seventh seal yeah just yes um yeah all right there it is here it is yeah i was just wondering what inspired you guys to write the seventh seal Oh. <laughs> I love these it's rock line. Yeah, yeah, these guys on all night. I don't want to talk to each person in this room. Uh, Seventh Seal, is, uh, once again, lyrically, is about anything that inspires this band. Uh, when when the band, when I walk in and hear the the, the music, you know, when Eddie starts playing a riff like that, uh, it it just puts pictures in my brain, and and I usually write lyrics that to me explain the music the way i hear it which is kind of complex and kind of weird but it's true and uh seventh seal uh, there's an old ingmar bergman movie that came out in 1957 called the seventh seal and uh it kind of inspired i've always loved that movie it's a tripped out movie mm-hmm. i mean subtitles are weird but anyway uh, the seventh seal is kind of an old weird. thing about uh, armageddon <laughs> and so right. forth biblical reference and uh, yeah and and uh i just kind of threw everything that i've ever thought about the beginning and the end of earth and mankind Mm. in there and it's really a prayer it's a prayer to uh not destroy and not 
reached the point of Armageddon to where there's no return. And that's really what the song is. In a funny way, it's a little bit of a prayer, and that's where the, the monks come in and all that. Uh, it's it's a kind of a heavy statement, but at the same time, it's still rock and roll, and I'm not trying to change the earth, because if I knew how to do that, I'd do it! <laughs> you know, and, also, and also, musically in that song, that was one, this is one of the songs where Ed had a riff, and Al came in with the beat. It was one of those things that, like, the song almost came together in one day. Instantly. That's right. Instantly. Hmm. Yeah, that oh. was Rockline, like you said, uh, Bob Coburn. Is that yeah. the Yeah, that was the interviewer. Okay, real talk for real quick. It's just, just us girls here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did anyone else only watch Ingrid Bergman's Seventh Seal because uh, they heard this song, like me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, you hadn't seen it? No. I hadn't seen it, and then uh, I'm maybe seeing something or reading something. I was like, oh, word, all right, check it out. Turns out it's a pretty good movie. It's, just, it's, it's pretty you, good. Research is pretty yeah. good. Max von Max von right? Is yep. the, the, yeah. it's pretty. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know where where uh, Sammy's coming from there. Yeah, but before you get into the song though, just like so, this comes out in ninety five. Yeah, uh, January ninety five. Yeah, and wasn't it was it his four years four years in between this album and the prior one three ish three ninety one for healthy three. So that's a long spread, man. That is. Like they usually bust them out pretty quick. Yeah, and they didn't spend a lot of time recording this one either. They uh, had more of a taskmaster behind the fucking board. Yes, we should album. bring up Bruce Fairburn, uh, R.I.P. Right. R.I.P. to the God, jeez, Louise, like what this guy hasn't produced. Like he, Classic Rock should be his middle name. It seemed like he was like, all right, we're all professionals here. Let's, let's not fuck around. Let's get to writing. You said we were going to work on this song, so that's the song we're going to work on. Go. Yeah, and to four unruly young boys, that's probably yeah. exactly what needed to happen, especially in the state they were probably in and the feelings that they were probably having. They probably needed something like that at that time. Well, before we hear it, how do you think he, he did with the sound? I like the sound of this album. It's a little more... Um, I don't know, man. I just tend to prefer like the 70s sound of them anyway. Sure, so like yeah. everything, I'm just kind of marking against like fair warning, right? It's always going to happen. Um, but the the guitars are there. The bass is actually there on this. I think album, the bass definitely. is up on this one, which is nice. I think we got Mike stretching his wings a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think he, he was probably a bridge between the brothers and Sammy, and and you know, just like the kind of you can infer from that clip a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Um, and uh, in within that space he was able to flourish a little bit more because the background vocals are still just sick. Yeah, I mean, he, always, his, yeah. his voice doesn't age. He's just perfect all the time, apparently. <laughs> and he's, he's adding a little bit more character. Um, this is when Jack Daniels bass is going real strong for the stage show. <laughs> they still got a good stage show. Matter of fact, they got, we'll, we'll talk about that tour later on, all but right. there's some first the ambulance tour. seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that are going on. I'm, I'm excited to get into this one. Man. All right. Well, let's do it. There's the seventh seal. A little tube and throat singing. Not dissimilar to Pound Cake, 
the opening track of the last album as far as like your intro into it give it give him the good stuff right off the bat big live drums Sounding good there. That is a crazy guitar tone. Now something Sammy can do that we're gonna hear right there. He can he can sing holy. He can oh. say the word holy. I, I wish I didn't yeah, step on that, that it. That is a just, rare that's a rare skill, true. Yeah. Um Yeah, he's getting mad metaphysical on this record. Holy! Holy! Well, because he comes from that, like, like Sam Cooke, uh, James Brown yes. school of singing. Yeah. And he sounds good on this album, too. I don't really agree with a lot of the songs uh, so much or, his, you know, a lot of his flow or whatever. I think he's. I think this is a strong tune, though. Uh, yeah, I was encouraged when I heard here. this. I was like, okay, I'm down with this. The guitars sound really big. And they sounded big on Carnal Knowledge. But the, uh, and that's that's the comparison now. The where, drums where are we bigger. Were, we've been comparison, comparison, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Fair warning to everything. True. And the, the first benchmark. beginning, uh, carnal knowledge is kind of I feel the benchmark in this era. era. But this song totally reminds me of something that could have been on carnal knowledge. And I think this album has a lot of tunes that remind you of what was where certain <laughs> times, or maybe where they could have gone or whatnot. Yeah. There's a lot of. A lot of different directions uh, happen. But always a bridge. There's a balance. Hit center. But that producer, if you look at his bona fides, like, he's like just a big fucking rock band. ACDC, uh, Bon Jovi, like bon the first, uh, no, not the first two, but uh, Slippery and the ones everyone gives a shit about. Yeah. Slippery and Wet in New Jersey. Yeah. I think Scorps too, right? Yeah, he was all over it. He knows how to make big rock records. Yeah. This is, this is a match made in heaven. It's clean. Turn I wish he could have met them at a different time. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't use a wah a ton. He's not a big wah wah guy, but he, he, he was busting yeah, out man. there for a little bit. That kick drum, what are you doing? That's, that's a Metallica mix kick drum right there. There's, there's a certain production that they're, they're not catching up to, but they're starting to indulge in. Yeah, they're starting to indulge in a little bit. And that kick drum, that, it's a little bit floppy. It's big, yeah. but it's floppy. Buh, 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 buh. Yeah, that's Lars. There's a that's a Lars influence right <laughs> it's there. It's a floppy kick drum. Yeah. You're right. Alex has got a busy kick foot, so uh, you Sensuates know. It. Yeah. I like how you can hear Mike a lot on this. Yeah, one. man, he's right up there, busting them sixteenth eighth notes. Here comes. Nobody smacks the bell like Alex. Gallop and ride again. <laughs> Yeah, they're all throwing down right It's here. a fine how do you do. This is, is okay. You know, like, I'm in on this record. Like, like that's a song that I want to see live. Right. 
Uh, I I don't think they played it on that reunion concert we went to in like 05 or whatever when they got back with Sammy. I don't think this one made the set list, unfortunately. And And I didn't catch the balance. Did I? I don't remember. I think that was the Carnal Knowledge Tour. Yeah. I don't think I saw the balance tour. That'd be a good tour. was a good tour. We got beers in the parking lot. Me and my buddy James Keefe went. And we got beers in the in the parking lot for playing Sammy Hagar. We had our guitar, so we'd like play Sammy Hagar songs for beers. Because nice. <laughs> we were 19. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. Just good like times. Just like the brothers coming across the ocean. That's right. Beer buskers. <laughs> well, that was the seventh seal. I mean, that was okay, right? Yeah, it, I like that big one. classic rock in your face right there. Strong, open, everything you want to hear from them, kind of. Yeah. 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 Seems like things are okay. Other than, you know, uh, ooh, that was Freudian. I almost called him Dave. Sam pondering the end of the world. and uh, He, he could ponder the end of the world or how stiff he wants his margarita with the same brain power. <laughs> That's well, fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I like about this album. There's like maybe one song that's like Sammy-ish lyrics versus like him. He's, uh, yeah. he, he's trying to dig a little deeper. Right. Yeah. Um, when you mean Sammy-ish, what, what song are you talking about? Amsterdam. Okay. Okay. Yes. And, and Eddie had thoughts about that too. I saw. Uh, there's, there's, um, yeah. <laughs> I actually think about this next one. Is I definitely think this is a very Sammy song. Uh, Can't Stop Loving You. Yeah. This is, it's just got Sammy all over it. Like, and it's kind of like the cuts he would do before he joined Van. Like, he always had the, like, the songs for the ladies. He had he, his he, rock ballads? Yeah, he considered his he, female audience. He knocked those out of the fucking park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, he, he knew, yeah. Plain Jane. He knows he always, uh, what are the more ballad ones, though? Like, uh, what was that one? Fall in Love Again. That's a good one, standing, standing Hampton. Oh, but I'm thinking, what's that one? one? Isn't it like cherries on the vine? Oh, what's that? Just one? my kind. Is that what it is? Right. Sweet cherries on the vine. Your love is driving me crazy. That I had to get one, to the yeah. hook. Yeah, 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 yeah. He always that was that was his what he brought to the the cookout, you know. Yep. And this one to me feels like dead on the money, Sammy business. And had a video. It was a single. Had a video. Oh, very uh, inclusive video, if I remember. It was all couples, and and it was mixed and and not mixed and gay and straight couples. It was very for 1995. Pretty uh, enlightened. <laughs> Feels like everybody hates playing this song except for Sam. That's <laughs> <laughs> my first reaction to fucking this song every time I hear it. <laughs> it's not my favorite at, by any stretch. I think it's they, a serviceable pop song, but it's just not up to snuff. You know? I think they buried it in the second spot, thinking like if there's a chance that there's some numbskulls who are who are gonna make this uh, en- enough people to make this a number one hit, possibly. Again, I say, and, and this is, I remember this song yeah. when it came out. It got radio play. It's 100% but, professional pop songwriting going on right yeah, here. Yeah. And maybe for someone else, it could have been a, a 
could have been more, a little more palatable coming from a different band, but it's just yeah, uh, yeah. Because you'll hum. I mean, that's a hook. You, you'll hum along to it. it is, It'll get it stuck is, in your head. But the, it's the not. wonders, the wonders wrote this song. <laughs> the O'Neaters, <laughs> the O'Neaters wrote this song, and uh, <laughs> he wrote this song from the point of view of his ex-wife, who he believed. Couldn't stop loving him. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Classic Sammy. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you gonna do when Ed brings us to the table? Right. Like, because you know, Ed, he, this he is Ed's riff this on the album. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, now he's fit, he's spreading his wings. He can. He has more say. He brings us to the table. It's the sober talking. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's another, the other. That's, that's the other thing, thing. Is he went like secret sober. Yeah, he went secret sober and just didn't make a big deal out of it because he didn't want to make a fucking big deal out of it. I don't want to fucking drink drink anymore. But which coincided with the haircut, Mm -hmm. which I got a clip. Maybe we can roll after this where he gets into that. Does he talk about the song "Feeling"? The end of this? No. And the and the call out to the lyrics of maybe Sammy was uh, giving him a little shout. Okay, right. I do have a clip that's reminiscent of that, but see, this is thick. It's this like is a thick, this is a thick, thick time for the well, Van Halen. Thick is the it's word. Is, two C's. Blood is thicker than water, but mm. um, me and the brothers. Hold on, this is nice. Did you see Junior's grave? <laughs> exactly. That's all I think when I hear this part. More sophisticated, a little bit maybe. Yeah, like they've been there before. The sustain on that guitar is ridiculous, though. Yeah, it's always Eddie. The song has two the... bridges, by the way. Wait, listen Which... to those back firm vocals, man. Dude, that's Bruce. Bruce is produce. Bruce the yeah. produce, man. <laughs> those background vocals melded into the guitar. Yeah, yeah, dude, they're, they're just... still going. Hey, Ray, what you said is true. What Ray is he uh, talking about? Is that what he said? Ray said hey, Ray. Hey, Ray there. Ray there. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> so Sammy doesn't play guitar on the albums. There's no, no recorded Sammy on the Van Halen There Hayden is. Album, there is. Except for Last, what you're about to say. Oh, yeah, one, two. The, uh, the track you could only get if you were uh, got a CD player. The oh. Apolitical Blues he plays oh, guitar Oh, okay. On. Okay. Nice, yeah, a little feet track. Yeah. It's interesting though when you I was watching uh just random Van Halen shit last night and my brother was bringing up the Live Without a Net tour mm-hmm. or like fairly re- more recent. But my point like he that guy fucking jumps all over the fucking stage his whole life and that shit caught up all those years later. But my also you were talking about Sammy's guitar like when he first started like you watch Live Without a Net. He's up there with his guitar. It's like good times, boys. Good times. Janet Jackson microphone, like yeah. And they're playing together, but like slowly, that just kind of stopped. It, 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 yep. And then he got the the concession was he got to do a few a couple and songs during the set by himself. Solo jams. Yeah. Dude, that that that's the all that kind of talking and dynamics that are we're watching happen. We've been watching and listening to happen that are have come to a head, and they're gonna split up. Right after, kind of shit. Basically, Let's go right bring after this, this kind tour. of situation to a head. <laughs> yeah, 
I think we're all good here. Are we all good here? All right. Well, I was going to, there's one quick thing I was going to read because just insight into like how much they were butting heads in the studio. And this oh. was just like a, um, I can't remember who wrote this. I think it was a Rolling Stone thing, but it was, um, and a lot of this stuff comes out after the fact too. But I think this was, uh, what was he talking about? Hey, this is Sammy Hagar talking about working in the studio with uh, with those guys and um, just how much they were butting heads. And he said, that was the record where if I said black, Eddie said white. And I'd say, okay, white. He'd say, no, I want it black. He told the Rolling Stone. I'd say, okay, well, I want it. Wait, hold on. I'd say, okay, well, I wanted black to begin with, and Eddie would go, well, I don't know what I want. I'll let you know when I do. He just wanted the opposite of what I wanted. Like, yeah. I can't imagine having to work that or trying to yeah. make anything like when you have to have butt heads with that. And you're dealing with a freshly sober guy who yeah. has drank since he was like five. And he, I oh, think yeah. he's doing it's going to be a little touchy. Own. And there was another thing. I, yeah, there was. It was interesting hearing that come up in a lot of the interviews. And there was one where he said something like, uh, "I'm just not a young drunk kid anymore. I know, you can't put you can't bullshit me now." <laughs> right. It was just interesting, like watching him grow up and yeah, going through all those all that shit. Yeah, I want to play this uh, clip from spot. Say that on the mic. Let me play this clip from 1995. Ed talking about. Being sober. Hotel. Cool. I just went out and bought myself a cane because um, I've been using crutches, man. My hips all fucked up. From what? I have a vascular necrosis. Same thing that Bo Jackson had. Oh, really? I need a hip replacement. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> a cane? Up. Are you gonna have it on stage? Uh, <laughs> the cane? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Here comes Eddie out on stage with this cane. <laughs> well, I'm hobbling. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, You're a funny I, I, motherfucker. I know, right? How do you get, how do these guys get this interview? I'm on stage and drinking, you know, and not, not feeling the damage I was doing. Uh, I'm, I'm almost seven months sober now, so uh, we could have called this dude. Getting worse and worse. I want to ask you about that. Um, seven months sober. Um, yeah. That's about the same time you got your hair cut. Oh yeah, I did it so, all at the same time. So that was that Jim Kelly thing. A lot of crap. Or? Oh yeah, that was just a joke. Put it this way, I had two two answers: a long one and a short one. <laughs> And the long one I said in Rolling Stone, the short one was just to get the press off my ass. And he just said, ah, it was, it was a bat, you know? Yeah. So how are you feeling? Uh, outside of that, I'm playing great. I feel incredible, you know? And uh, I'm Other back, man. Cane. I'm alive. <laughs> so, like, what do, you, so what do you say about those 10 years when you were drinking on stage and all that stuff? Oh, it was more than 10. It's more like 20. <laughs> all right, so 20 years. I mean, well, what? you know, I mean, I still played well, but I think, uh, you know, it's all kind of foggy, to tell you the truth. Yeah. But what made you change your what made you change your ways, Edward Van Halen? Well, it it, it all started with the death of our of our uh, manager. Yeah, Ed, Ed Leffler. Ed Leffler was a great guy. Yeah, and he, he really was. He was actually a, a, more of a friend and a father figure to all of us than he was a manager. But uh, it started with his death in October, and then uh, you know we were all pretty much in shock. And uh, are we doing the interview now? Yeah, we could be. Oh, okay, might as well start. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it but yeah so seven months and this is uh, as the record's coming out so he yeah in the studio he's i'm guessing he's a sober guy in the studio for the first time ever yeah that was the other crazy thing hearing him talk he mentioned the hip uh yeah. thing he was going through but also in, in interviews i've heard him say how getting sober made him feel the pain mm -hmm. like 
that's just didn't fucking crazy it. to yeah. me, man. Yeah. Like doing all those Pete Townsend Scissor jumps all the time. The, yeah. Looks like he's flying in every poster, but like, I, yeah, man, I, not being able to notice that, I just caught up. Yeah. And when you watch some of that footage, like that's what I was watching last night was a lot of footage from this tour. Like, yeah, he's just chilling, man. Like, you don't really think about it until you put it in context, and then you watch like just a couple of years prior. Like. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hard shift. He put a hard shift on, and and you know, did the the hair chop, which is hair uh, chop, fat goatee. Yeah, you know, Van's getting I should say. Right. It's not that I can't grow hair. It's just that I'm, I'm going to grow it here instead of up here. It's. I mean. How cathartic, though, oh, you know, when yeah. you when you make that kind of maneuver. So he's he's recalibrating a bit, you know. Um, they're pretty clear about the music comes first, lyrics are coming second. When uh, and so there's a lot of a lot of that getting hit in some of these interviews as well. Um, and I wonder, uh, I wonder what that's like is for for Sammy knowing that your play. We're going to work on the music for a bit, and then. When it's ready, you come in here and and you start you start going to work now too. Yeah. You know what? Another thing I noticed too. Sorry, or sorry to interrupt, yeah. but it was uh, like on the worth e work ethic, um, and you get this even in the early days. But if you weren't working as hard as Ed was, like he'd get upset. Sure. Like you, this is where you need to be at, and that comes up a lot. Right. And he would be having that seriously manic energy that no one could keep up with. Yeah. yeah. And even one interview, yeah, and. Alex pointed that out too. How many hours he put in? He's like, I, even if I had nothing to do, I would just stay there because he's there. So, <laughs> right. like Sammy said earlier, like Alex has his back all the time. So if you're not working in there with the same hours both of them are yeah. now, right? You loaf. You're the asshole. Yeah. And yeah. how many conversations are two in the morning when nobody's there except for the brothers just being like, you notice we're right. the only ones here. <laughs> I mean, this is yeah. a great idea, right? Well, this is why this is why the band's named after us. That's right. <laughs> That's never going to change, is it? It's never going to change. Uh, let me. Uh, oh my God. Okay. This this track is sort of emblematic of the times, I suppose. I mean, they're kind of. This is the most like, simple Van Halen track since like "Ain't Talking About Love" when they were trying to like kind of put a toe in slash goof on punk rock. And this feels to me like the same thing, but with like grunge, which is, by the way, 1995 grunge is done. We have moved on to Seven Mary Three and Dishwalla and all that shit. Was that that year or around that time? Yeah, I mean, that whole thing was probably only two, three years tops. Like hey, the real fire. Yeah, but the, yeah, well, as far as an explosion of the scene, the Big Bang happened. Kurt Cobain's dead. Yeah. Soundgarden's going to be broken up in a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, Wish Pearl James Jam's fine, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Pearl Jam, Jam going to be, right. be all right. <laughs> but I mean, it was just the, the that wave crested, man. Yeah. It did, and they were on to, but like everything, it. it yeah, you you'll but, see. We'll see. You, you're absolutely right. And there's uh, the bands that opened up for them on this tour. <laughs> we'll kind of show that. Yeah. Um, what were you talking about? The uh, I think you were. You you said three years was kind of when it kind of peaked that whole grunge. Yeah, thing. I think so. From like ninety to ninety three, basically. Yeah, and I'm sure that being in the industry, they like they they were dealing with that show earlier than what we saw out well, on the street. Yeah, but they were the one of the few bands to quote survive it. You know, you no, had totally Guns N' Roses, Van Halen, 
Uh, it's a short list. Like yeah. Def Leppard, I think we made, said the last made it by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, Aerosmith yeah, made Leopard. it. Yep. No. Certain guys hung on. But and if you think back further, they survived disco. <laughs> they survived New wave. punk rock. Yeah. They survived grunge yeah. and hip hop. Yeah. And they're still busting shit out. Absolutely. At the same caliber though. This song that, oh, that's where I started this. Yeah, yeah. This song is, is almost like so simple to the point of farce. Right. <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, don't tell me or, uh, what love can do. Uh, which either, depending on which interview you watch, was or wasn't inspired by Kurt Cobain's death. Yeah, right. There's a lot of footage of these guys around uh, for almost since the beginning, but saturated here, you're going to hear different sides, mm-hmm. and they're also... A lot of footage of them talking back about this time, about this split. So yeah, yeah. there's several stories going around from the same mouths. Hellacious guitar tone, though. Dude. I would. just acknowledge that drum entrance right there yeah and that's gonna that was the most charlie watts entrance into a song of all time speaking of and we must we must raise one for the great yeah god did not think he'd be the first stone to leap while brian jones but uh like you just came in coming in dropping in on the three like just just like charlie watts right there I was going to say, you mentioned the intro, the sound in the intro, of that chunky guitar. Mm-hmm. And before I saw this footage last night uh, from the concert, it was, uh, I just figured it was just like, I don't know, heavy pig. Yeah, or tuned down the, or something. Maybe. Or just some crunchy fucking distortion sound, whatever the fuck he had going through the board. Or, but um, watching him in concert, it's, you would assume he's just like picking like up and down or just down, 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 yeah. down. Yeah. Grunk, 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 grunk. You're like close to the bridge too, maybe or something. The way but he's getting that sound. Dude, exactly. He, not only that though, you're right. He's close to the bridge, but he's like picking at it like an ax. He's not going up. He's not going <laughs> oh, down. He's chopping, he's on chopping it. Like, the string. He's away on it. Come like on the edge. Yeah. And I, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. He was doing that. On that's right. Because Tom Morello's out by this point. And the people can fuck around with the. <laughs> I started fucking around with that, and I can imagine if you had your guitar like just fucking cranked, gained that's, that's out. What, that's the yeah. sound you're gonna get, dude. I mean, it's the guy that would like scratch the springs on the back of his tremolo to get crazy noises. He, totally. he never ran out of ways to make weird shit happen. Yeah. He always. It, it seems like he always stayed inspired too. He's always searching. Yeah. He's, right. a, he's a tone chaser. Totally. Like Atomic Punk, just scraping that shit against the pickups. Still busts a pinch harmonic like it ain't no thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like skipping over a puddle on a rainy day. He's got it.
best part here, I think that space that they're allowing over the solo yeah. and, and you hear Mike breathe in there. I mean, that, that feels that feels root right there. I, uh, yeah, I just kind of started acknowledging like just the way they'll change from, you know, you get your A, your B, your C. They don't just go from A to B. There's like, you know, A.1. That yeah, yeah. There's always some fuckery in between and that's... It's, the, it's, it's gorgeous. It's the, yeah, that that drummer guitarist fucking relationship that starts allowing for some of that shit to Those happen. like two bar fills or whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah, let's just do a little something here before we drop into that. Yeah, let's yeah. make up another little tiny part that goes in this rad yeah. chorus we wrote. Yeah, I feel like they, as they went on, they were making more epic, like longer songs, trying to stretch it out, kind right. of be, like those kind of epic Zeppelin songs that you'd you kind know, of hear. Yeah. That, no quarters or tales yeah. of you. No, that was cream. Uh, I mean, everyone wants their stairway song, so like <laughs> that's the bar. Like, right. Yeah. Epic is the name of the game. Yeah, this record does when they get real heavy. It's pretty epic on this one. The, the swings are large. Yeah. Do you think they they fell short creatively at any point with pigeonholing themselves to kind of like a, a rock heavy metal ish band, having a lot of diversity, having a good sense of humor? But that that didn't allow them to do like a, a dazed and confused. Mm. No, because I think they did actually. I think they did their dazed and confused, and I, I think it's Pleasure Dome on Carnal Knowledge. To me, I think that that correlates to me. I feel like I mean, that's that dude, big. I think she's beautiful. I, I think she's out of sight. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's what that felt like to me. That was like their epic swing on the big. Yeah, okay. You know, in, in a stranger in a strange land kind of <laughs> shit going on, you know. I feel, uh, yeah, I don't have an answer to that or, or, or whatnot, but just as a dynamic, I feel on this album and all the interviews uh, that I'm seeing around this time, there's this kind of crisis going on. They're, they're, Eddie's dealing with his sobriety, and people are dealing with dealing with Eddie. Um, right. And the band, the band as an entity kind of feels... Choked, able to fucking pull off everything in their wheelhouse, but like almost like it's spent. Almost like we're running out of gas. These are some some good tunes on this album. A lot of these riffs are really old riffs too. Yeah, uh, this one, this particular I think song was either this one or the Seventh Seal was like he Eddie said it was older than Van Halen itself. Really? Yeah. And I think poetic. Uh, when I was reading, right. Older than Ben Halen himself. That should be his expression. <laughs> it's like it was like there was Jesus and then there was this. Yeah. There's like five five riffs out of these albums are, are old. Hmm. And whether that speaks to the artistic differences or just maybe they're not gelling so well, they gotta bring in the old shit, you know. No, that's like that last Dave album. <laughs> no, that's interesting. I'm sure he Yeah, um, I heard an interview where he was he was trying to say it was like ninety percent new shit. Yeah, but I mean, There's the video evidence proves like like the Amsterdam. We all know he made that shit up in eighty seven. Oh, totally. That least. was the other yeah, thing, yeah. right? What was that? When was that? When was that clip? Eighty five or eighty seven? Right. Mid eighties for sure. Totally. Yeah. You got a clip for Amsterdam? Yeah, I got it. Well, I got a short little clip for Amsterdam. Drop it like it's hot. Right. Hey, let's see. Let's see what they got to say. This is Bruce Springsteen, that would be best. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> we, we zullen er uh, voor uitkijken. John, bedankt voor je belletje. Wie is dit? 
Hoe? Hallo, Martijn. Hey Martijn. Kun je, hey. Kun je Engels uh, praten? Ken je het ook Engels, Martijn? Oké, okay, my question is: uh, the song text from the song Amsterdam, is it based on your own experience? Sammy no. Hagar's. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, and not yours? Hmm. No, wow. I think part, part, of the, part of the reason why the song is interesting is because his view of the city is so different. Yeah, you like Ed the Bulldog? Well, and one question, uh, how's the relationship with Dave Lee Roth? Is he okay? Is he okay? Is he okay? The only reason I went to the Bulldog when we were in Amsterdam was because Sammy shouted it out. I remember you mentioning that, and yeah, I mean, this this was like, this you? album seems like it was kind of influential with you going over to Amsterdam. Well, it was circumstantial, but you got a tattoo there. Did I did uh, from the guy, <laughs> the same guy that tattooed Sammy Hagar. I like that you, right. which was also kind of happenstance. I didn't think I was going to get a tattoo over there, but we had an extended stay in Amsterdam, and our. Uh, Hotel, hostel, <laughs> uh, was pretty close, if not in the red light district. And was, actually it was right by the Albert Einstein, the huge Albert Einstein bust. Remember that big dude? It's like two blocks from where I got mugged like three years later with my uh, <laughs> then girlfriend, soon to be wife. Yeah. I thought, got mugged in Amsterdam after leaving a bulldog. I thought you guys got mugged way after. I thought you guys got mugged like like 2002 or something. 2003, yeah. What happened? Oh, okay. We were coming out of the bulldog. And I said, Hill, let me let me take you over to the... I was like, I got to show you this Albert Einstein statue. They were walking through the red light district. I think he was alien. After dark. But actually, it's... I'm not going to throw my wife completely under the bus because it was like this big happening night at the bar. There was a big f- uh, football game, a.k.a. soccer. And everybody was in the Because it's like a bar. It's just like the, a pub there. Everybody was in there. It was packed. And they're watching this football game. And the, the bong's getting passed around and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, give me a quarter <laughs> of uh, White Widow. And they, they got these huge papers. First, first mistake. They get these huge <laughs> papers there because they always mix it with tobacco. The papers are too big. The papers were huge but because they put tobacco in it. Our dumb American asses, were, I would just Spliff. roll up the biggest Cheech and Chong joint you ever could have seen in your whole life. And me and the wife start, yeah, we were married by that point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. We were married for three years. And, and we got high, but she got <laughs> extra high, like <laughs> over buzz. Too much. She's like, I much need air. Much. I need air. We got to get out of here. That's what we did. Okay. Move. We'll go take a walk. We're walking, enjoying the night air. She's feeling better. And we're kind of giggling at the horrors and, and just walking around. And then all of a sudden, we realize nobody's on the street. It's just, it's just quiet. And three dudes just emerge from the shadows. Oh. <laughs> what? Making a oh, beeline. Fuck. Yeah, you know the story. Chris. I know the story. It still sucks. And it's the phrase oh. I'll never forget my entire <laughs> life. This comes from across the street from the, the tallest of the three. If you run, we'll go and shoot you. Crap. Fuck. Shit. I'm high as shit. God damn. I'm in a foreign country. And so I end up, so they like, 
split us up like, like six feet away get this guy's like shaking my wife down and i'm just really my eyeballs don't really break from where i just start emptying my pockets and handing it to this guy just so you know hunt at any moment i could but for safety i can beat these guys up but you know that's drama right let's just give them everything and uh and then they got in an argument as they were walking away after they had mugged us the two guys get an argument and the one guy who was wearing mad facial makeup like kind of like transsexual uh jamaican gang member i don't know what was going on walks back and hands my wife her purse back to her oh actually to me (coughs) to which i said thank you yeah yeah. because i'm in shock at this point that's that's nice thank you which was fortuitous because our passports were in there 300 euro was in there but the guy knew they just scored for the the fucking weekend off of me because I handed him a hundred euro and I ate oh. the white widow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> However, they invited you over. I still had a good six inches left of that ginormous doobie I rolled, and that got us through the next two days. Uh, like we actually left early because actually it was really bad vibes in Amsterdam at the time. It was right before the the second Iraq War. Yeah. And there was there was a lot of anti-American sentiment going on, and it was rough. It wasn't cool. We had spent the day at the Van Gogh Museum trying to renew our uh, faith in humanity, and then just ended up like as soon as the <laughs> as soon as the sun went down, we went we changed hotels basically to the other side of like the hotel district oh. or the uh, the, uh, the hotel, the hotel district. district, the uh, gal like where all the art galleries were, and, and the museum museum yeah. district is what yeah, I think yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah. And the sun would go down, and we would go back to our hotel room. We would smoke about an inch of the six Take little edges, flip out the window, and watch South Park reruns until yeah. we fell asleep. We're like, "What are we doing in Amsterdam? I don't know." It was the end of the vacation, right? We've already been through London and shit. We're like, "Can we just go home?" And we just switched our flight, like left two, three days early, just because like Amsterdam was yeah, no fun, dude. And that's for real, man. Yeah. Get that's... the fuck out. Sometimes you're just like, ah. Sometimes you're like, ah, let's bug out. out. Do you get the pancakes? Always. Dude. That's some good fucking pancakes. <laughs> it is good pancakes. sound like a full fiction. But they're not but... selling me on the that fucking split pea soup, man. I bet. Yeah, they can keep that. Well, what else? They... Hey, Sammy, what else do they have in Amsterdam? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was supposed to push play. <laughs> That's a mean part. That is a mean, mean yeah. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> All about that little film, and it ain't, it ain't it just it's yeah. slippery, man. It's sexy. Which I can see if Sammy says the music makes him think of something. It's a very sexy riff, and he's talking about whores in the in the red lights. It's, it's the a vibe. Yeah. I feel you could little thick in the bottom. Listen, Sammy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, some of us like that. Okay, so don't be no, fucking. That's good. He, he likes that. Pocket. He's kind of sore. Yeah. He likes tall blondes with flat asses. If, if the internet is to believe. <laughs> Yeah, see, if I was cool, I would have got some Panama Red, but we went with the White Widow. And now we're going to Narnia. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Shout out to the Narnia strain. They're like jumping in a wardrobe right now. Tastes like Christmas. Is that pine needles? Rosemary. Point of like the the A to B switch ups right here. That was a whole production. Just to go back to this part, yes. too. In my band, we're like, where's the one? That's where we change. Yeah. This one this one feels like some crazy timing or they're taking a lot of liberties. I yeah. did not have the patience to break it down or the ability to break it down. But here's some shenanigans going on all over this thing. And like it's smacking that bell like it, like it stole it something from it. It's going hard in the pain. Yeah. Yeah, this is Alex and Eddie just yeah. being like, all right, everybody keep up. <laughs> nice. Shenanigans, even when they have time. That rhythm guitar leg is sick. That was all preludes. <laughs> I think that's that is kind of like them taking a stab at a zeppelin, like like the the, the ocean or like one of those big kind of off kilter riffs, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Hot dog. Yeah, that's right. That you're right. The that riff he was doing, he was playing a little rhythm track, and Mikey was syncing up with him, and it was yeah. funky. had a uh, music video for this video's pretty the, fun yeah. it is when they got banned and they had to put out kind of like a little bit of a cleaned up version yeah they couldn't really show it on mpv but then that got to be a talking point because <laughs> did you guys really go there yeah it's footage on the streets there yeah. but it's doing it, it it's funny because again interviews eddie anytime <laughs> he gets asked about this kind of like why he was so short with saying like so that song Amsterdam, did you? It was Sammy's. <laughs> Sammy's feelings. Because he's not talking about culture or anything like that. He's talking about, you know, what you do. I'm about partying. So they, but he made a Van Halen song out of it. Yes. Jeez, what do you want? <laughs> There's these, yeah. There's these default answers that start coming up where it's like Amsterdam. Yeah, that's a Sammy song. It's about just going there as the first time, second time, and 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 whatever. And um we're, yeah, we're a funny band. We do for yep, yep. Mm-hmm. We can all oh, there's the guys coming in now, and they they just jump right into their yeah. their shtick. They a lot of something that Sammy's really good with is that he was able to pick that pace up real quick. Now I think we're at the stage where it's running its course. You mm-hmm. know, um, 
I really like I really like Amsterdam as a song though. You know, it's a great riff. It's a great yeah, riff. Fun it's song. fun to listen to. I like thinking about trying to play it. You know, it's engaging. You know, <laughs> just, um, just that hearing ride. hearing that through the earphones like that riff during the solo was fucking yeah. the rhythm yeah. track. So good. Pretty nice, and that's what happens when you sit on a song for almost ten years. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if uh, if Sammy uh, is getting a little bit bored with this dynamic, though, mm. because he's not able to contribute as much as he can. He's not playing on the albums because why would you if we have Eddie? You got Eddie, is right? A default answer that keeps coming up too, is well, well you know, you I don't play live here, and that was, and you say how much of that is Eddie? Less. Yeah, see, because really. Why wouldn't you throw down like Sammy very well could have played that rhythm track on the on that song for sure he could have added an acoustic to that he but could really, have done the, the yeah. you know that just the spackle route I think he's at the what the what's the point I think phase. so pick your battles I yeah. think they're big Maybe. big dollar pick your battles so I've figured out a way to play with guitar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah gotta, right. You just got to dumb it down. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> you got to go the other way, right? Let me just where you're not, I'll be, yes. and that probably won't be too many and places. Maybe that just doesn't, you know. Maybe that's that's not Sammy's. Right. I mean, well, he's a front not, man. He's a front man who used to play all the guitar solos. Right. You know I mean? Right. You know. <laughs> I think he would have stuck around though if Ed didn't. I mean, it's all debatable who kicked, right. who quit, who kicked out, who blah blah blah. But yes. um, I think he would have put up with as much as he could, as long as he can just make some fucking good music and right. not deal with any bullshit. Right. Um, cause I, I think towards the end, um, after they came off this album, those guys wanted to go back and after the tour, I should say, yeah, they wanted to go right back in and do another one. I think Sammy was having babies. Or no, something, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then, he, and then they get pissed like, or whoever. I yeah, don't know. So, Bro, I, why are you trying to have babies right now? We're making a record. <laughs> Mine's already five. <laughs> He's playing drums. He's just write him a fucking song and let's move on. Let's I had on. a genius baby. What do you think you're gonna have a genius baby? What's the chances two people gonna have two baby genius babies do? in the same band? Your baby's gonna grow up to sing about pussy. What? <laughs> I like the it's, dueling it's, Eddies. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> his first, this first album's gonna be called My Mother's House, and it's about him being bored. It's fucking his mother's house. It's a synonym for a pussy. Yeah, one pussy at a time. <laughs> I got my talent from my head of my dad's dick. It's my second album. <laughs> Dueling Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's round off this side of the record, real quick. Big Fat Money. We're, 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 we're playing it. some uh, shit. This could have been like a Dave song. Yes. It's got some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is. It's got a little Dave dust on it. You know, you want to look at the, the, the diagram of, of Van Halen being the center, and there's arrows pointing out. It's a UX experience fucking breakdown thing. And <laughs> and they have some in this direction, some in that direction. They're touching. There's a y-axis. There's a, there, yes. Yeah, maybe even a Z. <laughs> they talked about it. They're, they're, dimensions they're throwing a lot of things in a lot of different directions. A lot of, you know, again, it's not a concept album. Matter of fact, it kind of feels like um, an amalgam a little bit. Here we go. It's almost a boogie woogie. Yeah. I don't need no stinking click. (laughs) (laughs) Some say money is bad for the soul, bad for the rock, bad for the roll. 
entertain you. <laughs> One way ticket to midnight. Yes, it's it is like the perfect seventies. Zeppelin right there. That's straight Dylan on amphetamines. That's right. subterranean yeah, homesick blues. They found a way to fuse the Beatles' money. That's what I want with subterranean homesick, homesick blues. Yeah, with like amped up. Boogie Woogie Duke the Boy the from Company thing. B. Yeah. <laughs> As they would call it across the one, Boogie Woogie. Mm. Sammy Hagar is like a billionaire, right? Yeah. Uh, it's gotta be. Yeah. Manifest that shit with your songs, dude. <laughs> he's, he's already good forever at this point in his career. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Collapse. <laughs> Dude, Mikey doing some work. Mikey is doing some work. It's like it's a, he's playing like it sounds like you're driving a doom buggy. <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy uh, that little build up run. Just that guitar solo, that attack on the pick is nuts. Yeah. And they got that little Jerry Lee Lewis guitar or oh, piano yeah. going up over yeah. here. Just dee 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 dee. That the Stooges would do. It's, it's a tradition ever since. You know, like yeah. every generation just grabs that and throws it in a song because it's fucking great. It works. I have so much trouble getting mad at that. And most of the keyboards on this album are actual pianos, yeah. which is kind of yeah. fun. Like, he's got it. He's good. We're, we're about to. That's a great setup, man. He's about to come into right? some piano, some p- piano fuckery. <laughs> he's exploring the I piano's love... range. <laughs> oh wait a minute. There's a. Uh, is this the one that has the coin at the end? Yeah. You say I stopped listening after Amsterdam this afternoon, so it's been a good while since I heard yeah. the back half <laughs> of this album. Big train wreck. I love a good train wreck. Fuck it. Yeah, one big ending, boys. That's it. Very sucker in a three-piece ending right there. Let's suck it all up. Grab me some of that big fat money. Ah, yes. Nice panning, fellas. It, yeah, that'll make you fall over if you're walking. I hope you don't have you like headphones on. Cheater <laughs> ear problems. Yeah, that's gonna fuck with go. me. That's dangerous. Ran a few in, but there was Tipper Gore on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking fuck like lyrics. really, what hurts more people, <laughs> darling Nikki or fucking epilepsy? <laughs> right, you bitch. Right? You bitch. It's <laughs> gonna be. Say. That'll be our charity that we start. Well, let's let's listen to Eddie talk about something. Here. Yes. Oh, he's got oh some, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got some little... insight into this. This is where the paths of Edward Van Halen. And Marvin Hamlish? 
They have the story right? Marvin Hamlish. This Which is, is funny because John Stewart has a great story about Marvin Hamlish and being on the Kathy Lee and Regis <laughs> show with Marvin Hamlish. Dude, that sounds familiar. Did it's from the Unleavened. Was it Unleavened? Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. classic. Classic. It's only on YouTube, kids. Yeah. <laughs> you can find yeah. it it's... and fall in love with John Stewart all over again. Before the yeah. gray hairs. He's yeah. talking to who? It's his stand-up special. Oh, his stand is from like yeah. from about ninety five. I want to yeah. say it's right around this time. It's around here, and it's <laughs> pretty good. Mwah. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, unleavened. The Republicans putting <laughs> gonorrhea in my sandwiches. <laughs> He's doing Ross Perot impressions, man. <laughs> it's very of its time, but fucking great. God damn. So yeah, they there's a one degree of separation. Marvin Hamlish is the center of the universe for John Stewart. <laughs> and Marvin Hamlish was having a good year in '95. <laughs> Yeah. Remind me who this guy is. He's a piano composer. He's a composer. Okay. Uh, soundtracks, uh, like, or maybe yeah. like modern classical. I don't know what. It is. Yeah. Okay. This is a uh, this is a very special track of the song. Uh, this is uh, you destroying a piano. Uh, uh, back in 1983, Valerie, my wife and I rented uh, this famous composer's beach house. His name is Marvin Hamlish. I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I. I basically took forks and knives and Schlitz everything malt the liquor sink, my... to destroy his piano. This is <laughs> actually a little excerpt it. from about six hours of music or noise, of whatever you want to call yeah, it. Noise, probably. Uh, that I recorded and Bruce Farrell Manic episode. He thought it was great, and we ended up using uh, a minute of it for an intro for the next song, Not Enough. Right, well, let's listen to a short thing. It's a very expensive song. I had to buy him a new piano. Oh, my God. <laughs> expensive breath. That's fucking hilarious. I'm glad you told me who that was in context of that story, because that's fucking great. Right. Um, and you know what that sound really was? It was Ed inside, sleeping inside the piano, rolling around, and, and happened to be rolling tape. Passed right. out, and that's a that's the sound of an empty half rack rolling down the strings right. of Marvin Hamlish's Yamaha. Buttons from his <laughs> shitty shirt getting caught on some of the strings. So 83, Plucking. he recorded this. But think about it. Six hours of that. Come yeah. on. That's... Come on, Ed. Yeah. Bing, you can't bing, have bing. that kind of attention span without a little... It's Bolivian marching powder. It's tough to live in the same fucking house. Told you we should have fucking got railed shit. out before this episode. I know, where was that? One of the Sammy episodes. We really should have been high. You know what I mean? I thought I was under the impression. I, uh, things being... I thought you guys were down. But anyway. <laughs> but this is this is one minute of the result this is, of that. This is one minute out of six hours. This is the best part. <laughs> oh, you would imagine. You'd hope. This is is this edited like five seconds at a time out of like, or is this just a, a minute long stretch that he found? That, That's a good question. I'll look for the edits, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say edited. I don't think this is one take. I think, I think he's got a couple tracks going. Place has got that fucking sustain pedal down. He's two hand tapping on the fucking piano yeah, yeah. strings. Yeah, that, that's an edit right there. That was a this is a third track. He's throwing golf darkness calls across the land. <laughs> Dude, it's spooky time. It's about the time he did the uh, beat it solo. You got strings in the back, so keyboard strings. <laughs> Dude, you hear that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He gave it a backing track. Yeah, he did. This is his Picasso. Yes. Right. That's true. We're just going to let this roll right into the next Could one. Could we call it, it a boo period? It is the intro, it is the intro basically, to uh, Not Enough, yeah. the big power ballad. Like, what did this piano look like when this guy came home? Right? Like, it had a, probably all rusted from all the schlitz that was spilled inside of it. It had flannel in it, part of a sleeve. <laughs> there was some, some down feathers that got in there. <laughs> wow. A couple Pringles. Yeah. Ed, tell us Snickers how you really rappers. feel about being in this band right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like when John Lennon would like write real shitty sounding songs. Yeah. They were great songs, but they they're just all aggro, right? I've got a new one called Fuck Pole. Fuck you, Pole. Yo, a pole is a pole is a pole is a pole. <laughs> That was. I think that's about S- me, John. Sammy is a cunt. <laughs> to love somebody naturally. Mm. To love okay. Somebody this one's coming back to me. Is there a gospel choir that comes in later? Just those nice Mikey background vocals. Mikey doing like the, the gospel thing, though. Totally I'm feeling. Oh, if this is how I remember it. I hope I'm not remembering it more awesome than it actually is. <laughs> if, if I found out that uh, Michael Anthony was singing in the local church, oh, I would geez. I would go to those shows. I would tithe regularly. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm so impressed with how I just said that word right now. Fuck yeah, I nailed that. <laughs> Come on, that's Mikey doing his own. That's the church of Michael Anthony right there. Right. This is that's this that's the secret message on this album. Yeah, this is, this is kind of the this is Mike's album. <laughs> it was the one return that Alex could give Michael instead of money. Is he's like at least we're bass and drums together. We'll always be the rhythm right. section, and I'll always set you up for good shit. You'll I, and you'll always be there. Like, they got that Jedi connection. Like, they got that, we're gonna do our fills right now, right? Yeah, that's exactly. what a good rhythm section is all about. There's un, some untalked about relationship that those guys just that became the cornerstone for this band. Those guys keep their head do down and else. count so that those other two glory boys can just right. fucking. Yeah. Widdly, widdly, wow, wow, wow. And meanwhile, they're back to seven, eight, nine, five, <laughs> Unsung heroes of any band, yeah. the rhythm section. Yeah, right foundation. Yeah. Charlie Watts, once again. <laughs> yeah, but you can't talk over this entire song. <laughs> This is really like bad 70s lyrics, actually. Yeah. What's this, this is in the seventh spot, I think. Uh, Six, you are correct, yeah. sir. Yeah. It's those keyboard strings again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I 
trying to get live strings in this in 95 for a recording session was a fucking tough ask. No, they were booked up by Pink Floyd already. But Pink yeah. Floyd could get away with the keyboard strings. Why is that? They, because they were able to make it a sound. They had sound. Rick Wright in the band. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. God rest. God damn it. Yeah. I'm out of booze. I can't even... 12 years gone now. There's a fucking lot of people that have been passing. Fucking Goldie Hawn. There's a Goldie Hawn. One thing you must believe. How many fucking weddings did... How many people walked down the aisle to this piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> It's Henley. I'm feeling Henley right there. Some Henley gourds. Yeah. I also, I'm sorry to say, I also feel like this is what happens when Sammy starts driving a little bit. Is things Lyrically? he's been pushing, things he's been pushing down for the last four or five years. I they gotta come out somewhere. I think he prefers more of this song structure. I think it's his, it's where he gets his power from, where he gets his greatest hits from. Yeah, and and having, you know, having heard that the music comes first, and he comes in, and then we'll write the lyrics on it. This seems like kind of mailed in as far as a Van Halen arrangement. Not so, so easy to find. So, so I'm wondering, <laughs> you know, on. where that where that influence is coming in, where <laughs> Sammy influence coming in, maybe dumbing down or something. I don't know. But I, I think I might be seeing too much into this too. I might be too close. <laughs> I think I might be too close to this. Genre. But that's the only piano uh, track. The only song that has piano, is that right? Besides um, his... Uh, Big Fat his, Money had a little yeah, bit of a something-something. Right. Something. But I mean, as prominent but, as this. Yeah, so yeah. Sure. Yeah, and it's real piano, which is kind of... Yeah. Well, uh, yes, he did real piano on right now. Yeah. And the apolitical... Uh, apolitical blues. That was always what threw me, too. Not sure. Uh, apolitical blues, which is bad English. Mm-hmm. Which course. is another band from the 80s. Bad English. There's <laughs> modern English. There's bad English. Um, let me see. That takes us not enough. Oh, Aftershock. I'm blanking on what Aftershock's all about. Did you have anything more about the piano? Because it is kind of significant that that there's a, that is a full fucking Eddie live piano song. Yeah. And he sets it up with the with all of the fun experimentations in the beginning, um, kind of to balance off how schlocky that fucking tune was. It, it like could, trying to give that song street cred, give the old yin and yang. <laughs> <laughs> like Pretty Woman yeah. had to have that crazy uh, intro. I, you know what? I'm the more I've seen Pretty Woman, the more I think it's kind of not based in reality. I meant the Van Halen video, but oh, if you're talking okay. about the all right. <laughs> Um, I was just making a parallel in the music business. They're all you're all prostitutes sometimes. It totally it, saved that. Sweet, <laughs> good one. <laughs> um, what was I saying about Eddie? He was doing some shit. Prostituting. Piano here and there. Oh, not yeah. so much on this one. Raw piano. Yeah. Is this okay? Like I said, I haven't listened to the second half of this album in a long time. Aftershock. Is this an Alex dominated thing? Or is this an actual song? Song, song. It's a song. It's wow. Ahead. I can't. I can't. I, I honestly can't even picture how the song goes right now. So 
fun times, guys. Here we go. Fresh. Oh, Ender Sandman. It's an old school move too, but somehow feels better than the yes. corny old school moves we saw him bust in the last song. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, everything. Uh, Bruce Fairburn. Great job, buddy. He, he went to work, and it feels like. So, Augie, you were mentioning that they had, like, what, three years off? What, a strong three years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they didn't use they all that time teared, to record. They probably toured they for a year and a half, two years. They did, I, I don't remember how long they toured on that last one after the last album. But so even if it's, you know, th- their tours are getting shorter, doing a lot of North America. They've been doing three legs North America, one like Asia. Um, they haven't been to Europe for a little while. They're going to go back to Europe on this one. And I got a clip for that. Nice. <laughs> Recording this, they didn't spend a lot of time. They went to work, and I think it was... Written a- and recorded in four months. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, they've had shorter studio stretches, but the whole writing and recording thing compounded, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Quick work. And That's it- maybe also why you bring in the old licks, you know? Bring in the old licks and also maybe don't develop... You know, a song, you know, be like, yeah, we, we got filler. We that Sure, we'll put that on. It's good enough. That's not that's not the yeah. shit, though, boys, you know. Right. Um, we, we can move on to the next one or whatever. Because that last song, they could they could totally develop it more and more. Right. And more. But um, this one, for being, I couldn't picture it before, is a jam, though. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling this one. Like, t- oh, don't do that. Okay. Right away, I take it back. I don't no. like that riff. It's it's a it's a, a soaring. It it okay. That's so, not where the song was headed. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I conflicted. Oh, the bridge though. This is bringing up a bigger topic. I'm very excited for this. walk into any bar anywhere in the world and this is playing at that point live and you're like what the fuck that's good (laughs) thanks some of their who love coming through again right there yeah 
Yeah. Oh, totally so, right there. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that little riff in the middle, but I like the rest of this pretty well. Oh, it's the next song that is the uh, sort of drum thing. Yep. That's what it is. Bass drum yeah. again, is what you're about to say? Yes. <laughs> we just both made eye contact at the same time. We're just like, yeah, it's, it's the bass drum. Here comes the floppy bass. Can we the, take the thing that, that Lars gets away with <laughs> and that I don't think Alex does on with the floppy bass and the double bass pedal? It it's not as tight as hot for teacher double bass attack. And once you are able to create hot for teacher double bass attack, floppy double bass, it 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 sounds like you're trying to be of the time and not of your the sound you developed. I know I like it though, but Alex's the tone of his drums have changed throughout the years. He's he For he'll experiment. Sure. He's on about his seventh or eighth drum sound yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can't fault anybody for experimenting either. Yeah. I e o u a one two. It's crazy that all these albums are coming out of the same studio for the most part. Right. And oh. Getting so many different sounds yeah. out of it. Yeah. I and mean, I'm sure they maybe mixed it in another studio. I don't know. They but. did. It got mixed on the East Coast somewhere. I, I yeah. read and can't remember. And even some of, uh, like maybe half of the vocals were done up in British Columbia, which is where Bruce Fairburn lived. That's right. So it's good air. Yeah. Why not good, go, good if good you've air. never been to Vancouver, it's kind of fucking amazing. Yeah. It's Gat. Uh, no, I was going to say Gattaca. What's the. What, it's, it's not Gattaca. Logan's Run. No, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> what was the what was the Battlestar Galactica show that was after? Oh, or, but no, the yeah. the city they always the the city that everybody, Gattaca. Yeah, Gattaca. Yeah, Coruscant. Co- no, yep. Coruscant. Coruscant. <laughs> you know the planet where everybody was actually from, and yeah. when they do flashbacks yeah. to what that was all Vancouver. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's beautiful. Green and blue, steel and glass. It's a gorgeous city. We should do. We should do a trip very there loose laws on prostitution and drug use. It's it was just a fun town. To Fine, visit. Jared, we'll go. Fine, you're talking me into. They it. won't let us in right now, Chris. Oh God, I know when they, when they let us in. Whoo, we're gonna we got so much smart, built up. Fucking smart girl. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm gonna go to Portland tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but is Vancouver as eclectic as that last song? Because I feel like it was a bunch of cool riffs that he just strung together. It was. Like and, uh, except for that one, way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just like, look, I'm gonna put this here. Some of this go here. Mm-hmm. Grab bag from here. Scoop of this. Yeah, and yeah. there was like pre-choruses, and, and there was multiple parts going on. I think you fucking nailed it. This, that's kind of the question going on. Maybe is around this time Eddie had said to Billboard, uh, "I basically only listen to what I'm working on. I don't really listen to yeah. anybody else. I like Tori Amos." <laughs> yes, I saw that. Uh-huh. And, and Peter Gabriel and he Peter Gabriel, <laughs> good, good ones. Was that the same? Solid. That was the same interview where Sammy shouted out Chris Cornell. Yes, and how like he's aware that he was. And what's funny is this is '95, and we're talking Chris Cornell, and 
and uh, you, you know we're talking about the grunge wave has crashed or so. Yeah. Van Halen they, and Soundgarden would be broken up in two years. Right. And we, but they, of course, obviously having careers afterwards for, for Soundgarden and stuff, for the most part, for some of them, for all of them at some point, once it comes back around. Um, they're in certain ways either aware or totally shutting out contemporary art, uh, contemporary uh, music that's going on. Um, and so... If this is getting, if this is music written a lot with, uh, you know, music first, lyrics coming onto it, is it getting a little bit self-referential? Is it getting a little bit insular and idiosyncratic? Is it pulling from that grab bag, I can do this from here, I can put this yeah. over here? Um, Eddie's kind of coping a little bit with uh, the sobriety and, and whatnot. Lots of wondering Leffler and... Yeah, loss, drug use, and coming to terms with is this is my talent in the fucking drug? Is it uh, or is it coming from me? Where do I feel? This? You know, he it, looks so healthy in these interviews too. Like when you look at him, I mean, he yeah. is like yeah. the most. He's forty or forty-ish at this point. And he looks like the most healthy he's ever been in his life. I mean, duh, obviously. It's but... a haircut, man. It t- and plus, he put on a little bit. But <laughs> exactly. He's... He got like the little healthy, uh, like thick neck when you yes. turn 40 and your neck yeah. just gets a little thicker. Just a little bit thicker. <laughs> he's got a hurt hip. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so he's obviously not burning the calories as much. Yeah. Um, rock and roll takes his toll. And they go on tour and he has the hip thing and Alex had something up with his neck. His neck, his that's neck. right. He would, I remember the, all the footage from this tour. He's in the gigantic, like, it's crazy. Uh, uh, what's, uh, Joan Cusack in fucking, uh, yeah. Less Than Zero. <laughs> or, be, no, I always get that worse, Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead with the neck brace. That gem. He's yeah. That fucking gem. Um, he, Whatever that, yeah. What were we going to say? They were all um, fucked up. That's why they called it the ambulance tour. Yeah, they were all... supposed to be the balance tour. Right. And they, because they, they, they were all getting hurt during it and, and before it and all that stuff. Um, this is also, uh, well, we're not at the tour stuff yet. So I don't, I don't know. I'll wait. All right. Yeah. Do we get any pertinent clips at this point? Which is, is uh, the drum one the next one? Yeah. Dude, I was looking at, I was going to wait till the, uh, you were talking about the concerts and stuff after, but like um, this live that he does, like basically his drum solo on this tour is fucking smoking, man. Like if I was watching yeah. the clip online, but that, maybe we should save it. Or but this 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 drum solo though. Yeah. Oh wait, I do have a is this him playing with himself? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. So this is yeah, this is part of that tour, man. Some is programmed, some of it's yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there is a sometimes clip. he's got a mustache in the recorded footage. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Mustache dude. and a neck brace. That's a strong look with the headband and those sunglasses. That guy is a You're like, goof, what is man. he belongs in the sabotage video and half yeah. these videos. Yeah, but he yeah, but both those guys, that's what's amazing to me. Like they are professional fucking musicians. <laughs> through it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll rise above it. Don't yeah. bitch, fans. We do this for you. Look at the look at his neck. Uh, let me drop this clip then of Alex talking about this, and I'll play yeah. the track. Using uh, to uh, the attempt to actually do a drum solo on the album, and Eddie, I also wanted to uh, ask you the same question about the instrumental. 
Um, well, first of all, I don't think it, it was wasn't really a drum solo. It's just I was playing and nobody else was. But <laughs> okay, I'm not trying to be funny. Is Bruce? I think was really um, Bruce Fairburn. Bruce Fairburn really. was very very um, um, instrumental. I can't I can't say. <laughs> I didn't mean that as a joke. If he hadn't have been there, that piece of music would not have been on there because I'm not going to fight for something which is generally seen as an ego trip. So actually, uh, it began. It started out as my idea. Yeah, really. So it was just it was a two minute piece of music that that led into uh, Blue Chitharium really nicely, and um, Bruce said, "Yeah, I like it," and so I said, "Fine," and it worked, and there yeah. you have it. I'm glad he said Blue Chitharium, so I know how to say that say it. song title now. Jeez, I was calling it Balucatherium, Salt and Miriam. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Never got that one. Blue Chitharium. The Blue Theorem. The Blue Theorem. About how to be funny in the seventies. <laughs> Here it is. How come, like, Pharaoh Monch hasn't sampled this yet? Yeah, it's like crazy rhymes over it. Because Sammy had trouble. Sammy tried. <laughs> Sammy couldn't do it. And I kind of think they wanted to make this bucking Bronco so good. Or so... This, they didn't, there's no room for vocals on this thing so much. <laughs> no, that's well, that's the, one of them said that they were saying about uh, Belutitherium, that uh, it originally had vocals. Oh. And they ended up taking them off. Yeah, because so. they didn't add. No, this is like a one-man drum circle right here. In a good way. I need a poor drink. I think I hear some cowbell in there. Oh, shit. This is what he's getting all Moby Son Dick about it right now. Right. It's the Moby Dick section. <laughs> Listen to that bass drum, though. See, it, it's a little bit tighter on this. He's got it tuned up a little more. Yeah, yeah. He did a couple cranks on it. Though. Hey, I'm gonna go take a piss. <laughs> well, it keeps it to like a buck forty. Yeah. So you don't got time to take a piss. You're gonna you're gonna see the whole shit. Yeah, because they, <laughs> that's not the drum solo section. Right. But I mean, you know, he does in his drum solo on this tour. He would play along to a video of himself doing a drum solo. Yeah. And at the same time, or maybe and then sublime. Eddie was like, "I'm doing some of that shit too." Yeah. Sublime was a year before they had their big hit doing time. Yeah. And Baluchitherium. <laughs> Immediately, that's like Sunday afternoon in the park base field that they're going for here. Yeah. And he's like, yo, can we do that again? But I'm like, like I can play with you guys? Okay, out. I got something for you. Drop <laughs> 
This is I, your options are limited when it's so packed like that. That this yeah. is just an instrumental track. It's just yeah. This is the one that that's they didn't really like it. The they didn't like what was getting what Sammy was coming up with. Hmm. Just didn't seem like it fit. So they're like, all right, keep it. Everybody agree. Let's keep it. Let's yeah. keep it. Uh, instrumental. We were just saying something because there's always something going on in Van Halen. I mean, all Van Halen songs are busy. What constitutes too busy? Because it's funny. It sounds like a typical song yeah. setup. It sounds yeah. like a song that doesn't have lyrics on. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking cut some vocals. Yeah, yeah. Producers tonight. Yeah, yeah. Do it, dude. I'll stay up late for that. <laughs> I got some ideas. Augie, <laughs> you got ideas for this song? You want to put in a night? Just picture helicopter shots with yeah. this epic kind of that bridge right before this. Yeah, it got large. He's really leaning on that whammy bar. I love it. What have they got going on with Michael? It's muddy though. I mean, that, but in a good way. Yeah, filthy. Is doing the singing on this track. That's just what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, though. Is that it Sammy? Is, what I'm not saying I don't like, I don't not like what you're coming up with. I'm just thinking that in a couple in a couple attempts, it's going to sound boring. Right. That's a real thing, though. Constantly kind of like yelling at the guitar players in my band, like quit taking up all the good melodies. Yeah. Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got to be a downside to having to put the lyrics on last because you you're you're not really getting it's like going on last melody. at the roast yeah all your jokes have been yeah, used it's up been there so okay so hit a home run all the time okay that's the standard great okay thank you thank you every time you walk in the room hit a home run great okay uh, I'm glad we got this working environment you know fucking smooth Ooh. don't you think that there's a day <laughs> you know, like Sammy yeah, could do something. Sing, he had, he had, I'm he sure he had riffs over this. Yeah. His, his interviews are like, I thought it sounded good. <laughs> yeah. Then they went all fucking. This is sounding like love. Some, this is sounding like something. Yeah, I was gonna say the Funkadelic album we did on the other show. This is a little bit of Queen uh, fucking. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. It's Funkadelic, did you? Uh, their second. We did their second album on the. Uh, Free your mind and your ass will follow. It had a lot of uh, psychedelic yeah. freak out moments. Some freak out moments. Is that dog bark I just heard? It's either. He's there is a, one on there. Okay. Very he's, tuned to that sound. I can recognize my kids and a dog from like <laughs> three blocks away. Is there. <laughs> well, that's your DNA. That's a, that's your, yeah. You're made for that. And a kill to was that my kid? A dog? Neither? Alright, then All right. we're good here. Going back to drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get that kid away from me, dog. Get the dog away from the kids. Ah, vice versa. Hey the red rockets out. <laughs> no the no. No the no. Yeah, I knew what he meant. <laughs> Belu- Belushi Theorem. Yeah. Belushi Theorem. That was the track. 
That's pretty fun. Uh, you know, we haven't got a, uh, well, I guess they, no. When was the last, like, instrumental track? On this album? On a Van Halen album. And we got two on this one already. Like a Sunday afternoon in the park, yeah. we're talking? Or go back uh, to the. There wasn't one on 84. Oh, oh no, not. Well, the intro, I guess, you, the, to 1980, the, the track 1984, yeah. I guess, was kind of a, sol- a keyboard solo. Yeah. And, okay, 316. I'm full of shit. 316 on Carnal Knowledge. Yeah. Was instrument. Uh, it's just what they right. do. Uh, yeah, it's not rare. It's not rare that it shows up. <laughs> but, uh. Um, seemed less since Sammy joined, though. Yes, and they seemed like they talked about it more, whether it's because there's more footage of them or not. But there was there's a, there was a lot of we all agree that you just couldn't come up with anything that was good for this, and also this didn't really need any lyrics, but we gave it a shot. Sure, we all good here. Fine, move on. That's what it, that's what kind of what it seems like sure. every time I've heard them talk about that business. Yeah, yeah. They know where to laugh. They know where to. They know what their anecdotes are. They know how to hit their their marks. They grew up watching the Beatles. Yeah, okay. what? These are pros. Yeah, Van Any Halen. This is a mighty Van Halen. Media training, air quotes up there. Now, on. The mighty Van Halen also decides to take on that European tour. A little step back and fucking open up for Bon Jovi on that. Did they? Yeah. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah, they decide. They. I mean, Van Halen doesn't need to open up wow. for anybody. But like a good professional wrestler, they'll put someone underneath them over. And they'll also fucking take a step back. <laughs> Make Jovi play the heel, is what you're saying. Dude, dude. Because 1995? Fuck Bon Jovi in 1995? They're strong in Europe. Fuck. <laughs> that is surprising. Gross. Dude, they're good guys. They took it back. They took it back. I don't know about that. It seems like bad omen. They in would, hindsight, is twenty twenty, but that seems like a bad omen. Yeah, right but they, you know, I think they were like, "This is probably the best way to get get Europe tour big." Van shows. Halen couldn't hook up a headlining tour in Europe. They there was this kind of stigma that they were ignoring Europe for Asia um, because the last bunch of big tours they were they were developing in Asia, South America kind of stuff. Yeah. I think um, so but, the best but not hitting of that era or from the Asian tours. Yeah, they're not hitting. Uh, they're not hitting Europe. Uh. Last last few, they're not hitting it. If they do, it's not hard. So now they're coming back over, and they were like, Bon Jovi's got a built-in crowd over here. We can open up for Bon Jovi. The thing is, they're doing it full sets. It's not thirty-five uh, minutes. It's okay. it's hour and forty minutes. It's right. two headliners. They just happen to go on first. That's okay. the way it goes when okay. they do their European tour. Europe. You know what I mean? <laughs> I heard, dude, I got a friend who got robbed in Amsterdam. Totally. Fuck Europe. You run, we go on, shoot ya. Yeah. Don't have our back in 2003. And your wife. <laughs> That's my husband. The one who's already, <laughs> the one who's already emptied all his pockets and orifices in, into your hands. Is what's this owl wisdom clip that you give me? Is this a good time to drop a little owl wisdom, or is uh, there... this is always a good time to drop some owl? I wisdom. feel like this I need was, a little owl um, wisdom. That a teeny bit of context, yeah. It's just a really cool Alex uh, dropping some kernels of knowledge. All right, but, um, 
The carnal knowledge. Well, just really quick though, this is like uh, I think we were talking about it earlier. How uh, a lot on this tour too with the interviews and stuff, they would do they would split it up. So sometimes it would be Ed and Al. Yeah. One day on a radio station, the next day Mike and uh, uh, Sam. Sammy. But sometimes they would uh, do callbacks to each other, like, "Oh, the Mike and Mike and Sam are coming tomorrow. What do right. you guys have anything to say to them?" It's that kind of situation. Right. So. Well, Old time radio Instead shit. Instead of a yeah, question, yeah. this is what uh, Reverend Al said. <laughs> okay. Now we're having Sammy and Michael in here next week. Any special questions I should make sure we get to with those guys? Or uh, what do you think? No, but we can ask them something to ponder. And that is, <laughs> you can't tell which way the train went by looking at the track. <laughs> That's deep. Whoa. <laughs> There you go. Whoa. See, stand by me. Right? We were just exactly. talking about yeah, that he gets shit. It. When fucking Will Wheaton puts his hand out on that shit, and he's like. Exactly. Dude, I, that's what I heard. Growing up, I heard you put your ear to the one ground, and you yeah. hear some shit, and then also train tracks, and then you feel the vibration. They were right out in front of my grandparents' house. So it was often we'd go visit my grandparents and often the train would go by. And when it went by, boys, it was humming. <laughs> that thing was moving. You throw pennies out there? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'd lay them on the tracks and there's yeah. some, you know, different denominations. I just wanted to meet stuff. somebody who actually did that shit. Just you never did that them. shit? Oh, fuck, I don't live by the train tracks. Well, I mean, you do know, They're around here. But also, you don't do that shit with long-ass trains. Because who's got the uh, time? You uh, need something to go by in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they roll Get, pretty slow through Georgetown. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you don't need a, a slow crusher yeah. on oh, Lincoln. He's like, come back tomorrow. Fuck. Yeah, I'm never going to find that thing. Fucking <laughs> You need it to be like, it, it'll flip and land a few times, you know, ties yeah, yeah. here or there. You know, Dude, it works every is it like time. Like the penny press that you yeah, get yeah, at like the yeah. curiosity shop. But it makes shop. them smoother. It's it's way cooler, obviously. Okay. And uh, and you have this to think about. This is Grandpa Wisdom, just like Reverend Al. Um, don't get too close to the train because it'll suck you underneath its wheels. Yeah, I saw faces of death. I needed to hear that once in my life, and uh, that's it. I, I'm good with that. Still haven't been sucked underneath a train. I always, God I, willing, I love finding uh, Alex interviews because uh the more i hear him i swear to god he must have a big art collection because it always comes up <laughs> yeah. and he's the guy that all the album covers. covers and uh, what was i listening oh we need to talk them. about this album cover yes. oh for sure for jeez sure. but he was um there's like a couple of interviews where he kept comparing like uh like almost like the state of mind of like playing to dolly like be more like dolly oh like, like twice, salvador twice he brought that up and then um the other one art reference I heard him talking about just um, kind of the mindset being in the studio when you're playing, putting it all out like a, on a canvas. He compared it to, yeah, he's got that. He's got that, that, he's got that, that synesthesia mindset. probably too. Oh yeah, taste colors, and colors. Stuff. Yeah, he farts colors when he hears sounds. <laughs> you know that <laughs> illness. I always heard that about him. Yeah, no, he's got. There's something going on there. And Jimi Hendrix had that. Did he? Yeah, farted colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a joke. Well, what are our feelings on this next song? Take me back. Parentheses. Deja vu. I do remember this one, and it, it's it's uh, maybe not for the best reasons that I remember it. Good lame joke right there. 
This deja vu. I kind of I do remember this one. Uh, feel like a party. Wind chimes. I'm gonna say first appearance of a harmonica on a Van Halen record. Am I or oh, did Sam? Did Eddie or uh, Dave? Dave. <laughs> like me trying to name off my kids right now. <laughs> Go through the whole family and the dog before I land on the right name. Gary. Gary. <laughs> Times I've yes, very rush right there with the chimes. Are you no, yeah, me? I was going Zeppelin. That, oh, that, that yeah. riff was. But the chimes are so Neil Pert. Cough. Closer Cough. to the heart, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> this has definitely got closer to the heart in there. Just take it up an octave. Ramble on. Yeah, yeah, it's very Zeppelin-y too. Yeah. But of course, you you do enough hammer-ons and hammer-offs, you're eventually going to just stumble in that territory. Uh, I can't fault it. Some desert island on Morocco We had a love so hard to find I mean, it's like the song is fine, but it really... Um, mm, Feels like it was It could use with, some self-awareness, you know what I mean? Right? Like, lyrically just, or... Uh, all of it. Like it's just really out of step with it seems the like, times, I guess. Yeah. Actually, I'm getting mad rush vibes off it now that you said that. Getting the train to Bangkok going right now. <laughs> I'm getting some real 2112 vibes off of this now. I mean, that was that was Radiohead creep kind of crunch. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Deja vu. <laughs> Not even deja vu. Deja vu. Deja vu. Sami. I'll tell you, I'm going to call him. Hey, Sami Hagar. Deja vu. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what it is about this one. But it's, this, just, it's, it's just missing. Tell me if I'm wrong here, too. You're calling out the, the harmonica. Was the beginning this guitar sound? Yeah. Is that one of those plastic round body guitars? That, Ovation? That, yeah. I used to have one of those. Yeah. Because, dude, that's what, like, uh, uh, you know, I, I. it has a signature sound. I don't know Nancy if that's... Nancy Wilson a, is another one. Some great things have been done on, on those Ovations. It's the acoustic electric, right? Yeah. But they had the round backs. They got the round backs. And I had to... I sold mine eventually because if you got a round back guitar and a round front U, yeah, yeah, it's a problem. It's, it's like playing It's cool. not going to line up. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yeah. Uh, Bob I mean, Marley did redemption song on one another. Yeah, they they sound nice. Amazing. The action was crazy hard. Like, oh yeah, you had to have like Pretty real, real. Yeah, you had some real meat hooks to handle that shit. I see. I don't know all the different guitars that Eddie played on this album for recording. I remember if he ever did ovations? I feel like there would have been some kind of endorsement deal. Yeah, yeah I've never seen him with one either. Right? I but think so. He's played a number of guitars for this tour, mm-hmm. even. Even brought Frank on the tour for a little bit. I feel like he had these acoustic music. So they were well into the uh, the Wolfgang guitar yeah. uh, era, where Music Man is making the the Wolfgang. Did I call it the Wolfman? No, you said the Wolfgang. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> playing that Wolfman. So I feel like he had like the. It was like only looked like it was about three inches thick, kind of shaped like the the, the, the Wolfgang, but it was a the Music Man. Yeah, 
And it, it was acoustic though, but it was oh. thin. Am I tripping? Oh. I don't. I've never seen it. It was acoustic. like his own. Could be tripping. Like a hollow body. Listen, if you can remember the '90s, you weren't there. Do less. No one Do squeezes less. harmonics out of a fucking guitar like that. <laughs> so acoustic even. That had some serious proggy vibes, though. I'm not going to lie. That was, you could hear a little yes in that. You could hear a little. Yeah, you know, yeah tone-wise. Genesis or something. I just think he, what inspires him is the guys that aren't the obvious ones. Because he's right. like, I, I've been there, done that. Like that Alan's whole. Alan Holdsworth, we yeah. think we brought him up a couple times. Like jazzy guy, I could see him looking at that dude and going, "Like no one's doing that shit." Oh, that yeah, could have yeah. come from that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah Phil Keggy, like real deep cut guys like that. Real, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, guys that didn't were awesome players, as good if not better than Eddie, but just didn't have the good fortune to be in Van Halen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aldi Miola, yep. guys like that, like. Chris's eyes are glazing over. Fucking, it's like if they weren't in uh, what, what, Modern Drummer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Art Frankelstein. He yeah. was amazing. An amazing session guy. He had, Art he Frankelstein. Had, People don't know. Incredible. There's Bill Bryars. Mm hmm. That, um, Who was on all the. Uh, all the. Obviously, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Those were deep cuts, though. But I kind of feel like there's a lag in Eddie's. Um, influences like he he has his own tide cycle oh yeah he's you know? not tied into the top 40 or you know yeah and exactly and i and and i, I by no means do i want to diminish any of the efforts that went into making the album and some of the contributions some of it does seem like quicker faster let's get this one out the door let's develop this one a little bit further or maybe that was just inspiration <clears throat> and I know I was talking about him being somewhat self-referential at this time, or maybe is that starting They've been self-referential self for a couple of... Yes. Uh, I, shit, man. Since 1984, when they start playing House of Pain and shit, like right. basically the old it's, songs. So their approach really actually isn't that different. No. Hmm. Get rid of Sammy. It's time, it. to, time to get rid of Sammy. No, I know. <laughs> was, that was on. the long game. It's yeah. to come back around to the idea of they, they're kind of still just doing the, what they do all the time. Yeah. They get a few know? new flavors with Sammy. Sammy's input yeah. is, is, is not nothing, but, you know, you knew they were the Van Halen brothers when you got in this van. You, you bought your ticket. Yeah. You they, knew what you were getting into. Take the ride, Sammy. You say you like to go fast. I, Let's see let what's up. Fresh. You like to get wet, too? If anything, I feel like they're just exploring more uh, songwriting um, avenues. They did get that with Sammy. Like, they weren't so limited to, like, the 12-bar fucking, mm. yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Dave show. I, I think it's 100%. You have to expand melodically. Dude, and they do well off of this album and off of this tour. They do. They, it's, very, yeah. it's, it's all success. We you can, you can joke about, oh, my God, opening up for... Bon Jovi over that on, is, the, yeah. on that yeah. Europe that did not serve them poorly. That was probably just a warm up for the for the real tour. <laughs> they were coming back for the I think to finish their American or the North American tour right. after that. So it was like two North Americans, then Europe, then North America. I think America that was again. the t tour they came to the Gorge. I can't remember. 
Brother, oh, you got the info. Brother Kane opened up, so we might be able to come. Oh, that was the tour. Yes, it is. Okay, all right, all right, all right. That was correct. It was me and James Keefe. Yeah. Went to the gorge. Got drunk, man. Singing for beers. (laughs) We got fucked up. In true, I mean, the kind of fucked up you can only get when you're like 19. Oh, beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, It. What's the last one? last official track on this album feeling which i think we have we have well, some almost the last track right okay. unless you're in japan okay. not the last track we're talking about versions now take feeling did somebody have a, a clip or a, it, it something was, to say was, about feeling well there's there's talk about eddie also going through some newly sober stuff i don't know if we mentioned it podcast yet i think we might have he cut his hair i think yeah. we brought that up which was a uh, cool move i I didn't ask anybody. I just fucking yeah. did it. Yeah. And then I told them. Way before Metallica cut their hair. Yeah. This is going to be a real stretch of a, of a connecting dust, but do you think there's any correlation between, like, I mean, Britney did it. And I'm not. Yeah. Okay. I'm no, you nowhere know, trying to say Ed is, like, being that mentally unstable. Uh, but I don't you think. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that big a stretch. Do you think yeah, if you're under yeah. certain conditions shaving your head shaving your head man now shaving your head always feels cathartic totally when do you think it's gonna come for you with that with that thing you got going on over there listen obviously i got problems because i i have i have photos of you with short hair i saw one it freaked me out one time i was like that who's that guy that was a long time ago that's odd he had a crew cut and shit i wonder lost the heart or something did you get sober is that when you got sober (laughs) (laughs) well eddie's sobriety actually wouldn't last so long either like with the split up of the band, he basically started well, drinking well, again. I think he, I guess he's half joking, but I think like with everyone button heads, he said they got him drinking again. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I think bef- probably if not before the tour was even over, like as soon as the tour tour was over, everything deteriorated after the uh, the Twister debacle, and yeah. I think he was just right back to because. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but when we the Gary Sharon years talking about how healthy he looks right now and how like vibrant he looks for a 40 year old man yeah what a difference a couple of years makes because the next Top time you see we're no but you can see him from there for sure this uh, is eddie not in a good way yeah and this is kind of like the last mm. time we see him healthy for a while so this is you're talking about eddie is not going to stick with his sobriety it doesn't stick it doesn't hold it the first out. time Shit. You, Shit. Rare, rarely does. Shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it rarely yeah. sticks the first time unless you're some kind of superhuman. It's yeah. interesting to hear them talk about, or he'll, like, he, they're they're all open about it. And yeah. uh, he was talking about how, because uh, Alex was, he, he's been clean for a long time. He was and the so, first one, I think, like around yeah. OU812 or that something. what it was? I, I want to say. Yeah. Like, but around the time their old man died of being a, booze bag basically i think that scared alex straight yeah he was the first one to go sober for uh multiple years i mean i'm, I'm sure makes sense well too. i That's think alex was the guy that actually too. went and stayed like when i just said it takes a superhuman i think alex was the guy that like quit and quit yeah, yeah. and uh eddie was talking about that and it was one of these interviews that i found from this era and he was uh just saying how prior to him getting 
kind of like the on and off aspect of it. And the interviewer kind of asking, like, was your brother the one who kind of got you to go into rehab, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, man, like they, they deal with their own shit and they don't pressure each other. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just, he wanted to do it first. I, I was, I still had to drink. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just, yeah. He wasn't done drinking. That's a level of understanding. It's crazy. That a, that a brother will have, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I also think about how much drinking were they really doing? And if, right, if you're a professional musician at this stage that you're good with money, most of, other than just socio-political problems, which obviously are, can lead you to drink, um, that's your only concern? Is it, though? I don't, but I don't. I'm not diminishing that part. What I'm getting right. at is, we think we, we we see some people drink in our lives. They have the ability and the time to like bathe in it. To I mean, <laughs> and, and like when you hear a bottle a day or a fucking, a, however you measure it. What I, I called the fifth something something else. It was actually like the pint, but the pint's this, and that's the fifth over there. Pints in afternoon, a fifth is all day. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> I think that's what that the old the lady in New York City talking. said to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you throw the cap in the in the garbage can when you open it. Right. Up, that's that's where the problem lies. I think they could do that every day. Uh-huh. That's an insane amount of drinking. So I mean, you know, kudos for how the kind of drinking that killed John be, Bonham, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a full full commitment, kind of. Yeah. That's, no, it's. Yeah, it's a thing. I, I mean, they are. All this is all out there. They've talked about it, and he was saying um, when he was going through that up and down period, just to get back in the morning, it would be like a like a six or just a level out, just to take the edge off. Yeah, you hear guys like uh, a six pack to just fucking get things rolling in the morning. Just like yeah. let's get kind of to normal. It's like if you either one of you read Duff McKagan's books. He's got no. two or three of them. One of them. T. Duff Run. <laughs> Duff and Axel. <laughs> Get the same same thing, like at the height of Guns N' Roses, like waking up, taking that pint of vodka to the head. Right. Just to get right for the day. Just let that calibrate, Ouch. spill you for about an hour or two, and, yeah. and then, okay. Then you're Jesus, feeling well man. enough to shoot up. It's rough. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's rough. Oh my god! I love reading shit like that because then I know I don't have a problem. Right? No, that's that kind of where I was going with that too. Where we're like, we're all good, right? Right? We're, we're all cool. Just we're watch cool. the dirt. Did I hear yeah. cowbell? <laughs> oh, and then there's David Lee Roth in the living room. Full that's circle. That's right. Oh yeah. shit! I forgot about that scene. I didn't care for that movie all that much, but that yeah. scene was funny because. The David Lee Roth, he was all uptight. Well, you <laughs> just fucking sent us a picture of David Lee Roth and Eddie in the back of a limo. Uh, that's right. See, what was that? A, what was that? A playing card? It was a playing card. <laughs> He's a playing card. Dave's chopping up lines. It wasn't a credit it's card. Beautiful. I but what I in. that thing was like a. It's a great shot. Well, I love that. I don't know if you noticed the album he's holding. It was the one that. Remember they did the first run of the Van Halen one? Oh, with that crazy logo that was different. It was that one. It was like a promo disc you could only get in like California or some shit. I think that's, yeah. They're in the back of a Dodge Tradesman. 
Fuck yeah, nice. <laughs> Doing chopping up lines on their own album cover. Amen, a good tradesman. I mean, was it ever better than 1977? I know, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Getting they were van. forever chasing the dragon of 77. Okay, one at one point with the time machine, we'll go fucking do coke with Van Halen in the back oh, of geez. a van. 1977? Fine. Come on. Twist my Age time isn't even invented parameters. in 1977. We're going <laughs> off. We can't come back with nothing worse than the clap, so let's no, do no, it. Yeah, we're good to go. Let me just say the crowd in the tar in the Ontario looks beautiful. Oh, <laughs> did that Canadian, Canadian. big butt? The haunches, <laughs> the haunches, and, it, and it's all the lovely ladies that are there to listen to Sammy sing those fucking rock That's ballads. That's true. That's like they're. I mean, you watch, you look at the crowd shots, and they're just like big eyes, yes, singing yeah. along. They That's, know all the words. What they, what Dave left. Um, you know, left of what we thought was a void was this kind of sex appeal, the kind of, a, you know, yes. Robert Plant's, you know, idea of a lead singer that brings Golden the ladies. God. Golden God. Bringing that ladies in. They have a guitar God that's going on that. Uh, um, and now they got Sammy that isn't so much bringing the ladies in because he's a sex machine kind of kind of vibe. He's sensitive. He's singing to them. Yeah. He's writing songs that they they uh get with he's a sensitive 80s guy that's why yeah and i and i hate to stereotype but that shit went far back then right mm -hmm. singing about love and how does love stay and where did love go but and how do you find love and where is that love and did, where did i put the love catch him on the right day and he'll sing some black and blue in your face sure. <laughs> bit sure got the rhythm it's a real dichotomy man yeah once again, you the, can cut that part out too. The towel I mean, of, the, the the towel of Sammy is. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> Sammy's engaged. He he he, fi he filled the void, you know. Um, and he he brought the uh, he, I he ext extended demographic. I think they got think a so. way bigger audience with Sammy Hagar than they had with. The David numbers Brown. don't lie. That's is one hundred percent true. Yeah, this album kicked kicked some ass when it came out. Absolutely. And I think somebody hit one of you two was telling me before we started rolling that this song was kind of Sammy uh, maybe writing about Ed's struggles. Yeah, he's talking about cutting your hair and, you know, shave it off and, and you know, grow it long, shave it off. Um, there's a few other lines in there that you could kind of parallel to what maybe Eddie was going through. Like he said, everything that happened in the last three years is on this record is in some shape or form. Yeah. I think it's a little more uh, on the nose, perhaps. But I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm just hit play. Okay, cool. What's on my mind? <laughs> it's 
playing it out for you. Now pay attention, watch your back. Pay your dues and stay on track. Got no room to second guess. Puts me under stress. Oh, if I were you, if you were me, I wonder who I'd wanna be. With just one wish, you can't refuse. I wouldn't know what to choose. So if the first verse is for Eddie, maybe the second verse is for Sammy. Right? Those background vocals, man. Haunting. Fucking amazing. I like Sammy in this register too. Sammy sounds good in that register. Yes. And he he This feels like a Van Halen tune. <laughs> this is a shout out to Marion Barry right there. <laughs> Politician smoking crack. Yeah, smoking crack. Is this the video they had like that was not controversial, but like um wasn't there one where it was following different uh, groups of people? I, was, I don't know why I, I want to say like. Remember if this one had a video. Oh, fuck. Because uh, there was one of the callers in one of those interviews, and they were asking <laughs> if they um, if they were act real actors or not in the video. Oh. And I think it was the one where they were kind of right, just right now with the people in the fields. No, it might have been. Uh, don't tell like me. Like getting a d- people getting arrested and yeah, yeah, like doing it, crimes and shit. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. Don't tell me about oh, okay. dude. Yeah. Ooh. Somebody said fair warning, Lord. That's how you go out on that album. Yeah. Dude, that's Shit. a big Dutch middle finger right that there. That is. <laughs> Mikey, you better keep up. Yeah, d- he did, too. He Fuck did. Yeah, he did. Out of touch most all the time. Got too many things on my mind. Shutting down, I gotta stop this thing. Like Sammy's in his feelings. What can he say? Alex threw his drum kit down the stairs for that fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Not bad for an epitaph on the whole thing. No, no. The, the return at the end there, it's, uh, you know, this this kind of hit. Speaking I, of the like the Zeppelin, like here we're getting Peter's into. Oh yeah. Getting yeah. into the uh, totally what, what's the song? Uh, the one with the hobbits. The big one that yeah no. The one that talks about more. One that P Diddy sampled. Solemn. Da na 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 na. Cashmere. Yeah, it's getting cashmere vibes with this. Strings. Yeah, yeah. It's true. That's that's that's. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You can lay strings over that, like yeah. violin strings. Yeah. That would be badass. Epic is the name of the game here, man. Yeah. And kind of uncharacteristic a little bit. Dude, this is big They don't fucking have a lot of this. Th- no, I'm trying to, man. I'm struggling to think of one. Big anthemic ending. They end big. Big ending, boys. Yeah. They're, they, you know, I like to say one each album, but they obviously, they average about two and a half each album. <laughs> They're big ending boys. Was All, that the, oh. every, every incarnation. Yeah. Was that what you said about Sammy, the lyrics? Uh, was that something you read, or was that like your insight into that? Oh, I'm sure because it puts I it in a different it. context now that I listen to it. Now, I think, um, gosh, fucking, I'm no, I'm sure I read that in the review. You know, it wasn't Billboard, but it was something like that. Fucking probably written in the early 2020s. <laughs> yeah. Definitely puts about a, something from fucking 95 that puts a different spin on it for sure no i thought it was a cool insight you know because I've, again hitting that theme i think that the theme that they didn't mean to have on this album and keep denying that there's a theme other than <laughs> balance is not a good thing a concept album right is that that is it there's a whole bunch of forces fucking balancing and thou doth protest too much yeah, correct <laughs> correct <laughs> Shut your mouth, Ophelia. (laughs) You're talking too much. I don't believe your points because you keep trying to tell me them. (laughs) Uh, Glenn Wexler was brought back in to do this cover. Uh, Mm. This was was an idea. The the two two heads and the torsos make a V. Uh, Wexler did for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Okay. Alex's idea. Let's get that guy back in here. Let's get let's Japan. Get they had to change it too because they find like uh, freaks weird. Yeah, they don't. Oh, the album that. cover. Yeah, yeah so it got yeah. edited to just one kid's naked one kid, kid sitting on a teeter totter, which is a little bit more offensive to me in some ways. You should at least yeah, have a friend, even yeah. if it's attached. <laughs> I can't remember. I thought I had a clip. Maybe I don't. But yeah, I remember them talking oh. about. Oh well, that I think that was the clip is from the the B <laughs> the B side. But no, you were talking about the cover. They were just mentioned now. Then they also try to ask him to, oh, well, maybe we'll just ghost back a kid. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, ghost? No, 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 no. We don't do that. <laughs> and, uh, we don't play with that. He yeah, said, just put the they, one kid. In, yeah. In, in, yeah. 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 And don't play with ghosts. Like, you can't even. I don't yeah. think Sixth Sense has ever played in Japan. Like, they got Sir, real oh, shit about ghosts. I never yeah. thought about that. Ghosts! <laughs> you know, whatever. We got our own hangups, but that that one's... Like, hey, Hijiro, I think there's a ghost over there! <laughs> no, Scooby-Doo, are you kidding me? Anyway. 
How oh, about? that sounded like a segue. Uh, anyway, real smooth. How about I play the uh, speaking of Japan? You could only get this song if you bought the CD in Japan, or if you. I think it was "Can't Stop Loving You" was the B side. Yep. This was an yeah. album track. They, were, they, were, if you want. they were hoping "Can't Stop Loving You" would be some sneaker hit with less effort. Oh uh, no! Yeah, um, this is a long clip of Sammy talking about the song. I mean, there's a lot. I just couldn't find a good place for it to yeah. where to cut it, but. It's like a good almost three minutes. It's fine. Just let it roll. You got to hang in there. Fix it in post yeah. or not. But it's him. It's Sammy talking about um, just the story behind. It's putting, a great song, and I wish that it had been produced past the stage that we get it in. Yeah. Uh, because it, but it's also interesting shit that I like, he'll probably I like that talk though. about. Yeah, it's a very, man, If uh, maybe that could have been like the shape of things to come. You know, it was a very different thing for them. He, yeah. he kind of gets into it because he okay. wanted it on the album. So. Oh, okay. Well, let him speak for himself. What's, What's up, Tony? Uh, how come things get released in Japan that don't get released in the United States <laughs> and will it ever be released here? You know what? That's a real good point, and it will be released here. On the next single, whatever that happens to be from this album, the flip side will be the song Crossing Over, which is also about Ed Leffler. Hmm. and the club and about my father and about Ed, Eddie and Alex's father. It's about wow. three people that have passed away that are very close to us called Crossing Over. It's about trying to make contact and it's about uh, the feeling that you have. I dream about these people. These pe My father comes to me in my dreams all the time. Ed Leffer comes to me in my dreams all the time. Hmm. And it's about that. And uh, it's called Crossing Over. And the reason it's on the Japan record is because, you know... <clears throat> Oh, boy, how can you say this without getting a bunch of letters saying, Are you a racist? Uh, J Japan is a very uh, regimented, uh, business-wise, uh, 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 economical country. Mm -hmm. And when you release a record over there, they do not want the same record you released in America. And it's politics. And the record company says, hey, you got to give them either an extra track or flip a track or give them a new mix or do this or do that. Well, this was the one song that was finished on this record that was written before I even joined this band. Not lyrically, finished? but Eddie had written that music and played the drums on one side. Alex was playing drums on the other side. Mike put a new bass part on it. This was done in 1983, probably, before yeah, yeah. the 1984 mm -hmm. record. Wow. Wow. And uh, and I heard that song when I first joined this band, and I said, I love this song. I want to write lyrics for it. And it'd be like, oh, well, uh, you know, because Eddie was playing drums on it. Mm -hmm. You know, Alex had to play drums. It was like it was a funny political thing, but even within the band, which is kind of touchy to even say this. It's not like a bad vibe or nothing. Right. It just said it always got overlooked. So on this album... I wrote the lyric for that and the melody, and I said, you know, I really just want to put it on there. Okay, please, you know. And uh, Eddie loves this song a lot, personally. And we uh, we finished it, and it didn't make the album. Alex played drums also mm -hmm. with Eddie playing. I mean, it's a twisted yeah. trip. <clears throat> and uh, it was kind of unfinished, and so we left it. It didn't make... I wanted it on the album bad. I actually wanted to kick Deja Vu off the album <laughs> and put this on there. And then I said, okay, oh, then let's get rid call, of Bel Belusia Theorem. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going on and on, but this is really very honest. Yeah. And I wanted to replace it with this song, because I love this song. Mm -hmm. And so then when it came time, I said, good. It'll be the extra track in Japan, <laughs> and someday it'll be flip side of a single, and we've just... just discussed it recently it'll be the flip side of the next yeah. uh single uh and and i think 
I think it's a great song, and, and but that's why it got released. Yeah, it's not like it wasn't anything like a like a plan that we were trying you know, to do to right. sell more albums somewhere it's or whatever. What was left, know, yeah. And we said, okay, that one's finished. Put yeah. that one on there. Dude, there were some revelations in that clip. Yeah, so I didn't know it was that old of a track. That's yeah, eighty three. So that is this? Okay, get your tinfoil hat on. You remember when he was pissed off about having to give up his riff that he was making up for Dancing in the Streets? Yeah. Are we, uh, is this son of Dancing in the Streets? I mean, this, oh boy. the keyboard the, uh, part okay. that kicks this thing off. I just can't remember how. If you give, unprovable, but it's not fucking you give it that timeline, Jared. I never, th- yeah, when yeah. He, as soon as he said, like, 83 or older, I was like, oh, sure. Okay. Given that there's probably hundreds of things, uh, songs on tape that would fit that bill. But I, but just like we we entertain mm-hmm. Jamie in in these in, <laughs> in these solemn walls, we have a crack research team. I am I imagine I imagine uh, there's I imagine there's merit just just on the okay. on the basic idea okay. that you came up with it. I do love this song too. Like it's one of my favorite tracks. That's just not on the album. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Van Halen Conspiracies. We'll yes. be right, right back. Or maybe we won't. You may now, re- right? You know what I'm saying? Freedom. Um, I do. Okay. Before you play that though. Yeah. And and they kind of mentioned this the passing and 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 mm. and loved ones a passing and on a lot of death going five on. Years. Um. Do you think Eddie Van Halen would be about the best spirit to conjure in a seance? <laughs> like, should we get into say I, at some point if I ever get into a seance, I'm I'm calling Eddie. I think he's, I, <laughs> dude. Yeah, be yeah. like, I think he's safe to reach out to. Like, he'd be a real benevolent, benevolent spirit. You know, yeah. <laughs> you might get a little smoky. Yeah. And you're going to be there for hours. Yeah. For hours. It's going to be the longest seance. Apparently, you can drop a phone in a seance. Wait, hang on. I was just talking to Jesus. All right, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's nice up here. Actually, I feel better. My hip's a little bit achy, but it's uh, it's doing all right. No, we we were thinking about... Are you kicking it with Bruce Fairburn? (laughs) What? Oh, you're talking about Bruce? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, obviously, it's a big room. There's every. There's a yeah, lot of people. I've seen yeah. them before, but we, I, we have friends that are thinking about getting together. <laughs> anyway, I gotta go. It's Thursday nights, and Ben Franklin and Jesus are about to fucking kick yeah, the set off. Yeah, this is an epic jam. We've known about this for decades. <laughs> Crossing over. I could. After the show, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my single. So you guys could look at it. <laughs> <laughs> For your credit. Yes. <coughs> this is a tape. This is horrendous. There's a beautiful. <laughs> totally relatable. <laughs> they do demos too. <laughs> All of them playing on this? Yeah. yeah, I would like to hear this develop. Yeah, I like this. That's large. That's epic. 
content is brontosaurus level. <laughs> Well, you can make it sound like the whole earth is falling on you. That's a gift. Dude, you think that's the just dent, lyric dent in the two drums <laughs> intro, but slowed down? I don't know. It's it's akin to it, right? I don't know if it's the two drum sets that makes it so epic. Ed in the left, uh, Alex in the right. Yes, yeah. Alex is playing. Somebody's playing an electric kit in the right ear, yeah. and someone's playing an acoustic kit. I like it. Yeah. I, I like those two drum kits going, man. It's like Roxy Music did that on uh, on, on uh, Needle in the Camel's Eye, where they get panned to it. Nowhere near this type, by the way. It was very late 60s, early 70s, psychedelic, yeah. loose. But he had one drum player in the right ear and the left. It was just chaos. Yeah. Had Pink Floyd. Yeah. He had Big Business. And the other, other two. Slipknot. They have two other drummers. People, a lot of, yeah, drummer, percussionist kind of deal. And there's a blurry line. Yeah. What other bands have two drum sets on stage? Like Skinner? They might have. God, God, there was like a dozen of them. Somebody had to be... I think they had a percussionist like the Allman Brothers. Like, if you were a serious enough band back in the day, you had a percussionist, too. Like Genesis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, these guys got a fucking uh, Night Ranger keyboardist. That's right. Still with them yes. on this album, on this I, uh, on this tour, right. is uh, fucking <laughs> Alan Fitzgerald. Yeah. Now he's off to the side playing some keyboards. Huh. He's, I don't think he's on the stage lit. But they're not the, doing the uh, the ADAT situation. They got somebody actually playing. I think they got somebody actually playing. Because Alex won't play to a click. <laughs> we don't <laughs> right. need no stinking click. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be there. If you're going to play yeah. with Alex, you got to be on. there. Just only play with humans. The only time <laughs> Alex will play with the recording is if it's of himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Which proven. They do on this tour. Here's getting back into that cashmere business right here. I see what you mean. It's this this kind of swelling, weird progression. There's a riff they go into at the end. It's, it's just, almost it seals the deal. Yeah. This one. It's funny that you mentioned Genesis because there's almost a whiff of Genesis about that. Dare we say they, without even really meaning to, Dip their just dip a little bit of their their finger into prog rock. They are it, fucking prog. What? It's Van a, Halen doesn't have to dip their toe in prog. They are fucking Southern California party good time prog band. I think that's a heavy label to put on them. There, I said it. Is are they not progressive? They are. Are they not rockers. pushing? I'll start with rocking. Are they not pushing the envelope? Are they progressing? Okay. Okay. Are they throwing down crazy shit you never heard before? There's some there's some it's boxes that you we're checking off right here now, Jared. We're learning. Can you enjoy Prague while 
shotgunning a Schlitz malt liquor? And I, the answer I is think yes. Some people can, especially in in Pasadena in the late seventies. I love that outro riff, man. That yeah, almost sounded like had like a Latin kind of flair to it. I don't yes. know what, that, what scale that is. I know it's not a regular like blues scale, but yep. that has like those Latin notes kind of tucked I in. I enjoyed there. his progression. Yeah, I would just oh, like maybe someday when we get like the super, it's probably be 20 years from now when we get the super remix, remaster <laughs> that edition. That Wolfie does because yep. he's an awesome God producer. bless that guy. God bless that kid. Did you get the tickets? I was tempted to go. It was just I I saw it at the last minute. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it because I would. I know he's getting all that shit on Twitter right now. And like everyone's like, oh, you should play fucking Panama, like, you know. Yeah. And I would never be that guy in this situation, but in my heart, I would be that guy. So I just think <laughs> I don't have to go. You know, like, moving yourself. I heard from his situation. music, and he's very talented. And I think sure. he's a great singer. He's an amazing guitar player, like bass player. Obviously, he played all the shit. Oh. Of course, fucking you're, talented you're kid. It'd have been cool this to see him on that stage at the Neptune. I'm, I'm too old for that shit, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, that that sound is not for me. Oh, and with the COVID and yeah. the short on lumber. Sorry, man. Sorry, fucking Wolfie. Out, but I, you know, I still like your shit on Twitter. It's fair enough. Fair, I don't you have to fair, count. fair. Yeah. All right. No, I cross it. Good trade. <laughs> <laughs> fucking these guys play. On the on the <laughs> drop it kicking bird, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> on the balance tour, otherwise mm. known as the ambulance tour, yeah, because they're they're fucked up. They're coming, bit. they're going, they're having trouble. They're holding it together because they're pros. You like you said, Eddie's got a bad hip. Alex has got a bad Ooh. neck. Fucking uh, Sammy's got to cancel a bunch of shows at the get go just to just because he's not there yet. I haven't sang in like six months, man. What well, do you he, want? It was basically has, his. Yeah, it was basically he has what he the said. strangest regimen for getting ready for a tour or two that I've uh, is an old. See, I like to have a weak margarita, then a strong margarita, <laughs> then close. a weak margarita. You're close. He said he will go down to Cabo, play like a week of shows, sing completely. He doesn't yeah. warm up before. He's one of those guys that's yeah, just like blow it out here. I'm going to go down to Cabo. I'm going to blow it out for a week. And then when it comes back, which there is some merit to, but that yeah, is, is also some macho bullshit. Yeah. It's, but it works. It's also being able to do that. It also yeah. works. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Just fucking a- athletically. Yeah, you've seen the live footage. against the wall. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty, the, the results speak for themselves. It's a, the, it's, yeah. The prosecution rests. Jared, can you talk about, real quick, because obviously, um, it's going to be a bad question. The recuperation. <laughs> you, you play guitar. After a while, your fingers are stoned, your calluses are there, and now it's... Oh, you, yeah. You, you, you're, I've been playing bass lately. The length, you feel my left hand. Yeah, the length you can go for, you know, your endurance seems like it's a lot more than with the same kind of emotion to convey a musical expression, voice needs that recuperation time voice is the probably the most sensitive you know mm. see what i'm saying yeah and yeah and you you live on several of these fronts am i am i even close here am i right here is sammy sammy's got know. the inside I, yeah well here i am at 45 years old but i don't last time i played like three even like three gigs back to back in a row yeah. i mean it's been and, and over a decade chris I'm at, like, we're like at two three months or well you know <laughs> covid would, killed us all but like uh yeah i i get plenty of recovery time these days yeah yeah i would do the same thing sammy does 
though that you were saying yeah. like I, i'm gonna go on tour for how many months with this big crew of dudes seven um, yeah i'd chill the fuck out and just yeah. <laughs> not talk yeah drink lemon tea and yeah. whatever the fuck they do right he had said that you know it wasn't an interview we watched last week or maybe it didn't make the show but he's there being an interview before they go on stage on the fuck tour and the the interviewers like asked him what do you do to get hyped up before a show he's like i don't get hyped up for a show like when i get on stage i get hyped up i am conserving energy and being yeah. as chill as possible until you feel that <sighs> yeah yeah and then adrenaline dump he will stay with that too yeah he that's that's his fucking modus operandi that is the way to do it i think yeah yeah, it's a yeah it's good. don't 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 yeah yeah I think you're right. I've never been like caught a doing jumping jacks backstage before you said. <laughs> just saying. Jared, what's your, my second question, what's your stretching routine before you go on a seven-month, what we were talking about, March 11th that's, to the middle of November, seven-month That's month superhuman tour. for a guy in his 40s. I'm going to say that like yeah. clean, semi-clean living is, is treating Sammy well. I could probably do it. <laughs> um, they, we already talked about them opening up for Bon Jovi. This is what they did second. Van Halen has a trend on this tour. They right. do the cool shit second. Right. They're the second band to tour with the Jumbotron. Who was the first? Babs. Oh, Barbara Streisand. Wait a minute. What, what are we calling a Jumbotron? Because there's, there's, Pink there's Floyd. There's projector screens. There's Jumbotrons with multi, multiple cameras. <laughs> multiple cameras. Several cameras on each band member okay. at any time. All right. About things the that you stretch of the stage. Uh, hang on, yeah. let me. Uh, beep, 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 beep. Uh, things you too will do soon. <laughs> yes. Um, um, okay. As far as like the Jumbo zoom ins Tron. on the musicians, yes, because Pink Floyd was never about showing visuals the have musicians. been at yeah visuals have been at shows. You were never getting this like is a zoom in on these shows. Rick Wright. Right, exactly. <laughs> and what the downside to that is, uh, they were uh, some people thought they looked like construction workers. Well. Because they, they were coming out, Eddie's got the short hair with the mustache and the and the goatee, and they got some flannel ish. They got yeah. some baggy ripped jeans and Converse ish. Yeah, you know oh, what I'm Converse saying. Forever with Eddie. It's a, yeah. So so the jumbotron, just like for Nixon, did some good things, did some bad things for him. But it was a, it was a technology that is here to stay. They also had an autopilot for infrared and ultrasonic cues. For the lighting, such that they could remove the need for a lighting guy and have digital cues going off my movements. So Boom! It's, it's like the little disco ball we got for Quincy for her birthday. Yeah. Like it reacts to sound, kind of deal. Here. They got AI helping them out. Oh, there. Come on. So even though they opened for Bon Jovi, speaking for the they... lighting rig guys of the universe, you know. The, I know it did it's it's a, because it's... of that. Eight thousand people were put out of work yeah, in Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. And then also, on, and that and this is true, this is one of the largest donated food can drives. Their tour, this whole tour, was focused partially around collecting food to feed hungry. And this is not the first time they did this. We don't talk about that that much, but Van Halen. Benevolent boys. Yeah, there you go. You know what I wish, and you're going to talk about that because there was a clip I want if it wasn't from this uh, tour, it might have been like shortly after. But during one of the radio interviews, he makes it a point to like stop the show a little bit, like just like, yeah. hey, I want to talk about this and what you said. And it was like to all the fans coming to whatever the thing was like the New York show, or, but uh, reminding them to bring 
bring and food drives. Yeah. You can yeah. food. Yeah. I do remember that. And nobody in the band ever got knocked out by a can, can of peas. Can of peas. <laughs> so these are, these people respect. You know, they get in the respect because yeah. that could go south. Yes. It go south hard. And that cream corn upside the dome. <laughs> so we got some opening bands. Ah, uh, Brother Kane. Brother That's Kane. Who opened at the gorge. Skid Row, Collective uh, Soul. That. I wish, you know, no no offense to Brother Kane. Yeah. How do you feel about Slash a Snake Pit? Ooh. Actually, I think I'd go for the Snake Pit. Snake Pit also did some European tours with them. Okay, Snake Pit. They definitely. had the inside. You, feet, you know there were some good times yeah. in Europe with Bon Jovi <laughs> and, and Van Halen and Snake Pit. And I'm going to say it, that first Snake Pit record, yeah. It's not bad, right? Oh, it's great. Really? Yes. Get mm. on it. It's got the singer was the guy from Jellyfish. It's some it's that's not an obvious choice to me, besides the fact that he's just an LA dude. But yeah. yeah. Check mm. it out. It's fun. Well also, um Green Saver, it's we're all good. Jared, one of your favorite bands, and the last one I have on this list for openers is Our Lady Peace. <laughs> so Fuck I'm you. <laughs> uh, you know, they did the club show on Eddie's birthday in Holland. They also did the a secret show. Secret. secret show. They did some, uh, they did a secret show in Milan. Um, Eddie got in trouble and arrested for getting on an airplane with a loaded gun. That happens sometimes. I do remember that. Although I didn't until you just said it, but then I remembered that. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. All in the day's life work of a rock star. Sure. There's a good clip of him out there talking about that, too. Yeah, that is that just, I wish that's floating I, in the ether. It is. Like, we can't, can't grab them all, obviously. Yeah. It's funny, though. Um, They have, uh, you know, Alex and did pretty well playing along with himself on the Jumbotron <laughs> with the fucking, with himself. Later on in the tour, Eddie started doing that as well. Like the way it worked. Started mixing in Eddie, playing with Eddie Jumbotron. Putting a hat on a hat. That's what I was going to say, if, if I may interject. When you mentioned like that kind of uh, fair warning riff in that one song earlier, um, there was, a, I guess during his solo, he would throw in like the Mean Streets intro. Yeah, right. Solo. I it was that. cool to see him. It's like, well, he just wants to play that old From shit. That's in. I mean, that was... Yes. Yeah. That was another like game changing move. Like that was he was inspired by like the, the bass players that were like popping and and what do you call it? Locking. I was gonna say popping and yeah. snapping, picking and, and snapping them, Pick, them, pop, them low popping end and strings. Jesus Christ! That's not right. Right. slapping and popping, well, we, popping I, and slapping. Either way, there was friction yeah. between the fingers and the strings, and between band he members. Was doing that. I was gonna talk about that because you mentioned the secret, the yeah. secret uh, yeah, show. Bring, yeah, yeah. What was cool though, it was, uh, I mean, it sounds like it was a warm up for, for the tour, just generally mm, speaking. They would do that. And what was so, it was in Holland. I don't know if I'm saying the town right, Arnhem. Arnhem. Arnhem? Yep. There you go. But what's cool is so I was reading, it was like this one kid's uh, a week take on it. And he was, this kid was oh. in the, because they have the Dutch 5150 club, the fan club. <laughs> and this kid was there and it was just his take on the night, like what, uh, but. I, mean, I thought they played that, very but, proficiently. But what's Thank cool you. is it was a, it sounded like it was a small venue. It was the Luxor Theater. Yeah. But um, so the people that were there it was like the press, 
Um, who else was it? And then the Dutch the fan press. club members, right? Yeah. yeah, music industry press, and then the Dutch Fifty One Fifty fan club, and that's <laughs> everyone that was at that show. That's <laughs> Which, and if you, you can see some of the clips online, the yeah. footage is kind of blown out. But yeah. what's cool is it just looks like a just a small stage, and um, they just had just, no keyboards, just guitars, because it yeah. was just like them. The like it was, yeah, yeah. Was it this album or the last? No, it had it been Carnal Knowledge. They did the same thing, but at the Whiskey. Is that where it they went? did the warm up gig? Oh, you're yeah, oh, yeah. Whiskey. Maybe that was Carl Knowledge. I heard, just did judging it? by Sammy's hair length in the video, I'm gonna say Carl. You can yeah, if that's a good time. Uh, did they stamp? Did they do a secret show up here, like at the fucking? Um, or was that a rumor? And if it is, I didn't hear it. Um, yeah, I didn't hear about a secret show up here. But anyways, I digress. If you look that up, it's it's just cool. It's a small venue. Maybe Arnhem, yeah, A R N H E M, right? It looks it's cool, small yeah. venue, like maybe just slightly smaller than the Paramount. It looks like I don't know, it's the same camera view and all the clips. But on the opposite end of that spectrum, when they were at the biggest part of that tour, that there was a sh there's footage of a concert in um, Toronto. I think we mentioned earlier in Canada. Yeah, and uh, they did two nights in uh, the Molson. Molson Amphitheater. It's fucking huge if you see the footage. But what's uh, crazy is that um, they were recording it and they wanted to put it out. I, it aired. It was like a pay-per-view thing in Canada. Oh, you gotta be able to those... find that on YouTube, then, right? You can't so VHS that shit. It's on. It is on YouTube. You, I, you I, I checked it out, hit but the Canadian YouTube, which is <laughs> YouTube, <A> YouTube, <laughs> poser. Sorry. And they, um, yeah, but that's what's kind of disappointing is that that, that was the plan was to put it out. Like in some form, yeah. and uh, but they shot those two nights, and then nothing came out. I mean, you could see it all on YouTube, yeah. like you said, but but the acrimony kind of just but the footage the is momentum. just like you know not there. But there's some good uh, performances. The one that surprised me was I, I like that song "Dreams," but yeah. I, live it was pretty fucking epic. The right. way they stretched it out and yeah, that's something that nice. they still retain um, playing live at this point and every time past is they can make a song you maybe you're not a big fan of so much play it live you're like that that was a mm -hmm. fucking jam they're it, still a live band they're yes. still crushing it live and yeah. every like they haven't lost a step with that um, they, and, not yet what were you gonna say nah that's about it or uh they play mine all mine which i never really heard live right um and with that, live drums dude yeah that in that <laughs> drum solo like we mentioned earlier when you see it in, see the live performance it's he fucking rips it man like even everybody comes out and just like shakes his hand at the end because he <laughs> fucking killed that yeah, shit he did though where do, you, where do you think in the set the drum solo is now smack dab in the middle boom i was there dude smack dab in the middle boom that's my point you never yes. know yeah um he is firmly in the middle now that was that, that's yeah, no more warming up after the third song no the drum solo no but i'll tell you what the bass solo isn't too far in front it's no. not like they're being assholes and just throwing mike like two songs in do the bass solo get it out of the way and then we'll play the show they're starting out with right now mm. on a typical set list okay or the seventh seal mm. i think i think yeah. i'd rather see him open up with the seventh seal yeah yeah i think too. i did me too. Nice. Are we, are we ready to go into this? We got any, we want to, you know, fucking rip through what's going on at the set list? Yeah, do it. Fucking a big fat money comes up mm. after that. Yeah, I could hear that. That's a live track, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And a good that's a good early two spot and too. Rev them up. Why can't this be love? Classic. Top of the world. Sometimes run around. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> um, not enough. Yeah. Amsterdam. <laughs> I see Amsterdam being a big live song, I guess. Oh yeah. And I think that's why the bass solo comes after Amsterdam. Okay. Because we they just kind of get that first quarter out. Michael's feeling Michael's warmed up now. So now he get, they just came off of a fucking funky jam. Can I say that here? You may. The safe space. Thank you. <laughs> the Seventh Seal would show up there if it didn't open up the show. Okay. And this is kind of beginning tour and tour stuff, you know. Things where change. Gets, yeah. And we get into Aftershock. Mm-hmm. Mine old mine. Drum solo. Can't stop loving you. Feeling. And what I like about feeling, other than the song in general, is um, the return to the apostrophe in, or the an apostrophe. <laughs> right. There's, there's, it's, it's a strong move. It's something that Van Halen hasn't been doing a bunch. But we go to Eagles Fly. Oh, shit. Of course. Yeah. Ain't talking about love. I do enjoy Sammy singing that song, I will tell you. And it's kind of uh, interesting. And I think that's something we... I, I, on, in an optimistic way, I want to say missed out on, is because Sammy at this point is still dragging heels, singing any old school Van Halen stuff. There's They got their their staples, but he doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to do Atomic Punk. You know? He doesn't want to do... It's just things that he yeah. could fucking probably tear up and would be yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Now think about if, you, if you're a band, you got the, you know, some, your new configuration and really just kind of has an open disdain for wanting to do anything you did prior. But you're like, yeah, but the, the majority of us came up with that stuff. Like, what, what's, like I'm sorry you're on, you know, but, but right. you know, what do we... Like Frusciani won't play anything from one hot minute. Well, yeah. I just won't do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's weird. It's, or nothing from Freaky Styling, oh, <laughs> which is some of your favorite stuff on the which, Chili Peppers. But Sammy killed the shit out of Ain't Talking About Love. If you heard it, I think it's on right here, right now, right? Gotta be. I it's, feel like it is. I know it's on live without it, that. I, right? What? Is that early? Isn't it? No. Maybe. My brain is yeah, uh, not as concerts up. unreliable narrator most days. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Still tells a good story, though. Yeah. Uh, we got a you know guitar solo. You really got me coming out of that. Jump, yeah. you got me. Um, jump, you got me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a mix-up <laughs> they started a... fucking with. <laughs> for only in the Dutch side. So, Anyway, one way to rock. Um, okay, Sammy too. Oh, the whole band playing a Sammy too. At right. this late in the game, I'm this, actually like, uh, see, I don't remember that from the Gore Show, but it might have happened. You understand that the currency that we are seeing here is, I won't do some of your shit. Well, we won't do all of your shit. Kind of deal back and forth. All right. Well, it's more valuable to have one of your tunes later in this set. No, I want them earlier in the set. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, people are leaving by the time this comes on. Or once they hear the first Sammy song, some people are going to bet. But yeah, but that's it. Like, I feel like you can see the arguments in their set lists. And not not saying they argued over the set list, but just the the interviews, the, the, the jabs, the set list, the way things are getting very regimented, put into this place. This is how we'll deal with this, and eventually we'll just have to move on. Right. That's what it feels like to me a little bit on the, uh, in these later years of Sammy and Van Halen. Dead on. And it didn't, I'll be honest, man, at the time I didn't, I, I wasn't picking up on it. But yeah. like you said, they're professionals. Yeah. It's not really, 
They're not going to air all their dirty laundry just yet. They always wait till the guy's out of the band and then they start shitting on him. Yeah. And it, it seems like it didn't really, it was all, we're all talking about how these two trains are getting ready to collide, but it feels like what the straw that broke the camel's back was the best of album. Maybe uh, next episode we pick up on right there. Where... Like a buffer episode. <laughs> What's a buffer? Yeah. Tell me, uh, set up this last little bit that we'll go out on tonight. I just found this interview with uh, it was Sam and Mike on a radio that same inter- radio interview with uh, that Bob guy, and uh, basically when they came back from commercial, Coburn, Coburn Bob Coburn, uh, he had his guitar and this acoustic in the studio, and so when they came back, he was kind of part way into this little bluesy jam. But uh, <laughs> since like this is Sammy's last album, I thought we'd go out on doing this jam already in progress. And what's funny is I forget the um, it, it, it's an old blues song. I forget who did it, but if you hear the lyrics, it's almost like put it in the context of what's going on right now with the. Uh, <laughs> All right, more coded.